0: The following is a presentation of the Outside Flips Radio Network. Recording live from Studio Shanto, outside of Detroit,
1: Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler
0: Dean, the Outside Lit. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co-hosts. Yes, you heard that correctly—plural hosts. The tenacious titillating Tyler Dean and the Cannonball Alex Steele joining us on a permanent basis. Woo!
2: Yay! I'm honored. I'm I'm honored and excited for this. This is going to be a, a, a this is going to be a terrific three man show.
0: Yeah, we're very excited to have you on
1: board. No, that's great. That's great, Alex. But more importantly, I am back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's back.
1: finally back from, from, from the, the,
2: the, the leagues of vacations, you know, he's finally Shoot. back. He's found. No, I, I found wish him. it was
1: vacation. It was, has been, it's been the, it's been the month and a half of hell. Yeah. Uh, well,
2: let's, let's pull you back into the light, my butt, my guy, yeah. let's pull you back in the light.
0: Yeah. We've had some, uh, some rough goes. I know last week we weren't here folks and, and, uh, a little uh little hospital visit for my, my young man, uh little little bit of pneumonia, a little bit of RFP, but he's he's back up, he's he kicked out, he's on the men, so he is here, he's back home, everything's good. Um and but we are back as well and uh we're ready to to tear shit up here on on the outside blitz. I'm so happy to be back. I'm happy to have a, a um a revamped crew, I guess you could say we got we give Tyler back, which is wonderful. We've got Alex on board, so Fired up here on uh, top. So yeah, uh, I'd rather I'd rather rewatch the Dolphins Ravens game
1: on repeat than go through the last month and a half. <laughs>
2: oh
0: boy,
1: that's that's saying something.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It, really, it's been every Thursday night football game. I feel like every Thursday oh. football game has just been horrible. Uh
2: yeah. th- th- This last Thursday game was just anemic.
0: Like which one was worse?
2: Just, yeah, just, I mean. I don't know if it was this one or the week before, but, I mean, Thursday nights are like, oh, oh let's go watch a football game. Oh, wow, this is a great cure for insomnia. Well, I'm the, to
1: sleep. The, <laughs> the first couple weeks weren't bad. It's, it's like yeah. NFL um, started off like,
0: hey, Amazon, look at these cool games we got. Like, don't look at the back end, though. Yeah. <laughs> really, I don't understand, like, how in the first, like, five weeks the Broncos have been in prime time, and it has just been, ugh. Just
1: like the league doubled down on thinking they were going to be some amazing contenders. And me and you saw right through. I think we both had him fourth place.
0: (laughs) I mean, it was (laughs) bad. I was
1: like, oh, well, hey, remember when we thought that Russell Wilson was
2: going to go all over the Seahawks and just beat him into the ground?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so much for that. Geno Smith has has suddenly become some sort of all pro quarterback. (laughs) I don't know what the hell is going on there because he's better than Drew Locke. Uh, <laughs> I suppose yeah oh man <laughs> like I mean it doesn't take much, Tyler no, to be no, better no. line, to be fair uh, <laughs> but here we are folks we're, we're back the outside blitz uh, so we've got some scores around the lead to go over. I know we weren't here for week four. We all know what happened in week four. We're gonna talk about week five. we got our week six predictions coming up here um which I'm I'm awfully excited about. So uh, gentlemen NFL scores for week 5 are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, here are our scores for week 5 in the NFL starting with the Thursday night football game, the Colts and the Broncos. Colts beat the Broncos 12 to 9 in a huge Thursday night snooze fest. Uh, Thursday night games are awful. The Broncos are awful. The Colts are not the team we thought they would be. Mind you, this was a the Colts team without Jonathan Taylor on the field. I, I mean, do we all have the Colts missing the playoffs here? Because I sure as hell do. I think we're uh, talking both those teams missing the playoffs. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think the, the wheels have fallen off the wagon. I mean, you know, it, it'll be garbage time for Jonathan Taylor, to be sure. But, I mean, we basically had a field goal game
0: last yeah. week. Just, just boring as all hell. Uh, Thursday Night Football has not been fun. Uh, Amazon Prime is probably not having fun themselves. Their streaming services have been pixelated as hell. Uh, just a terrible, terrible time on Thursday Night Football.
1: Well, are we sure that the pixelation isn't intentional to save us? Maybe Amazon's doing us a favor.
0: Yeah, maybe they're trying to get us to just look away or make it seem not as bad.
1: It's like It's like Bird Box. If you watch the game long enough, you're just going to die. <laughs> well, can,
2: we get, can we at least get a free Barka lounger out of it? I mean, come on. All right. Well, here's a, You're a prime subscription member. You'll know, get a free item from Amazon. It's on the. It's on us. I got money to. I got money to burn anyway.
0: It's it's a pillow. That's what it'll be. <laughs> it's a pillow. It's so a. You can go to sleep easier. Mm-hmm. One of those really soft ones. And uh, it's, it's actually weird though.
1: Like just one little thing. We're talking about AFC and playoffs. Like, AFC so far has been weaker than we anticipated being. Yes. Yeah. But then again what's wild is the NFC's been weaker than we thought it' was gonna be like there's no real juggernaut. like we're talking about like the Rams and the bucks and the Packers like the Eagles being good doesn't negate that like it, things are bad like yeah. across the league we we thought we were gonna have like this many teams we're down to like half that
0: yeah the the AFC has been see the one thing about the AFC is it's been very 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 top heavy uh, like stupid top-heavy uh, right now it just it looks like what the only relevant teams right now are what the bills and the, the chiefs and that's about it
1: uh, I would argue Ravens based on how
0: their losses were but but yeah it's Bill's
1: Chiefs then probably Ravens but
0: I mean it, you're and those are those are your three top you know and then it's like everybody else and yeah, then the, it, the rest of all had like shades of good shades of horrible right and then in the NFC side you know you you've got you know kind of the Eagles. And then underneath them, you got the Giants a little bit, you got the Vikings a little bit, you got you know a couple. Packers of, technically, Bucks are still kind of there. Got Cowboys, weirdly enough, but I mean like it, it's kind of the Eagles and everyone else.
2: I think you know, the Cowboys are a solid secondary team, especially with their defense and with that coming back. Maybe we'll start to see a little bit of that uh, Dallas magic. Maybe who knows? He might even end up hurting his hip. We don't know. Right? Pe- people seem to be dropping like flies left and right. So, you know, it you know, screws up fantasy. It screws up in the NFL. So, but, but the Cowboys fans should be very excited to see Dak come back. So that's some, a, that's, a team, that's a team I'm going to be keeping my eye on
0: for sure. I don't, I don't know that fans are, are excited about it because Cooper Rush has won, what, four straight now? Oh, yeah. co-
1: okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the, the Cowboys have won four in a row here. Cooper Rush hasn't done much of shit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <That's>, <laughs> you know I, I,
2: I do credit their defense.
0: That's I, I agree. I agree, but at the same time, we know how NFL fan looks at. Oh, the- we do. But we also know how teams as a whole do. Like they, they rally behind
1: somebody, right? Like this week would be the worst week to bring Dak back because they're playing the Eagles, correct? Yep. Yeah. Because okay. and and they should lose the Eagles. The Eagles are red hot. Sure. But, um, think about it from like a like a like a like a like a big wide perspective. Dak comes back and loses to the Eagles. Yeah, On yeah. paper, sure, that's fine. But in the Grand scheme and he's like, oh, Dak came back and he lost.
0: Yeah, that oh, bastard.
1: <laughs> Whether it's his fault or not, because I'm pretty sure Dak probably has more touchdowns in his one half of football than Cooper Cup has in four. I,
0: I don't <laughs> know. Oh. I don't know. I that, that might not be true, actually. Dak. No, it probably isn't, but
1: but yeah. Cooper Cup has not gotten himself in the end
0: Right. Much. Um so next up we got the Giants. Giants and the Packers. The major upset here. Giants beat the Packers. It's a last minute situation. Aaron Rodgers gets all the way down into the red zone, inside the five, couldn't put the game away. The Giants with the great goal line stand. Um, Rodgers gets whacked on the final play uh, and and actually injures his hand in that situation. We'll we'll talk about that shortly. But are the Giants for real? Can somebody tell me if the Giants are for real?
2: I would say yes, because the fact is, you know, the refs, everybody knows this, the refs practically handed Rodgers the game. And the defense, to their credit, batted down two critical passes, as you said, on the goal line. So, you know, I we didn't we didn't think that you know, they're still technically in rebuild mode, but they're 4-1. And, right. and they're knocking on the door of the NFC East. Obviously, the Eagles are flying high. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the Giants do this week. Um, I do believe, if I take a look at the schedule, our New York football Giants are taking on the Baltimore Ravens. So uh, we'll have to see how, how those two teams stack up. I think that one is a you know it's it's a game that basically says okay, you win this game and we're going to start thinking about the, the long term future. But uh, right now, yeah, I think the I think the Giants are sitting
1: pretty tall
2: right now.
0: Yeah,
1: there's in... mm-hmm. <laughs> I said some hesitation. Here's my thing. Um, Daniel Jones has three passing touchdowns on the year. Three. We're through five weeks. Saquon Barkley's carrying this team right now.
2: Yep, um, which is which and,
1: is which is amazing because the guy's been
2: hurt more often than not. The guy, and the guy the guy was yeah. supposed to be the second coming of Barry Sanders when he first got drafted, and we heard, we've heard boo from him for like four for the first
1: four years of his rookie deal. Well, his first year was really good. Yeah. But uh, and outside of the, the packers are I, I guess considered a good team right now. I have my thoughts on that um they played tennessee week one which any team losing week one whether how good you are i don't really count it other than that the giants haven't played anybody they're four and one they they they, they, they beat the panthers barely they they uh, lost to uh, the backup quarterback cowboys no matter how you feel the cowboys and they and they barely
0: beat the bears yeah
1: now I... if they come out and they don't even have to win this week if they come out and lose by three points or they have ravens on on, on the ropes then i will change my mind
0: so you know what Giants, Giants are playing for real. Yep. But
1: until that then, I, I, I can't.
0: Yeah, I, right. I with you on that. I think the Giants. You are correct. They, they've beaten a bunch of nobodies. Uh, and and uh, I really do think that that the Giants. Um, Brian DeBall is a godsend for them. I, I, really do think he needs a quarterback change. I think if he, if the Giants go into this year's draft and they they find themselves a, a decent quarterback and they pull that guy, I mean, you you might have a, a completely, you know, different perspective of the New York football Giants, you know, in the coming future. On the other end, look, let's just face the facts. The Packers are not a good team, okay? They've barely beaten the Bucs. They they lost to the Vikings in, in decisive fashion. I understand it's week one. I just want to po- call out Mike Florio real quick here because the, the level of Aaron Rodgers meat slobbing that is going on. In your fucking power rankings, putting the Packers above the Vikings in spite of the fact that the Vikings are 4-1 and and one of those victories comes over the Packers is fucking obnoxious. Now, I'm going to say the Vikings haven't really been beating anybody of spectacular importance. They have. They've been in a lot of close games that shouldn't have been as close as they were. But the Packers have been in a lot of close games that they have barely won. And they lost to the Vikings. They lost to the Vikings. No matter how you slice it, they lost to the Vikings, week one. So let's let's cut the bullshit and let's get our rankings right, Florio. You know? How about that? And Aaron Rodgers has not played up to snuff. The Packers have not played good. They have not played well. Can we just call it how it is? Maybe the Packers are washed up.
2: Right. Well, how how about this? Do you do you still believe that the Packers have a chance to take the NFC North? Because Aaron Rodgers.
0: Because Aaron Rodgers, I think they always do. I mean, you can't count them out. But at the same time, are the Packers right now, would you call the Packers better than the Vikings right now? I don't think so. I don't think. No, I I I wouldn't.
1: But um, well, the record's only one game back. Well, their record's only one
0: game um, back, but the Vikings trounced
1: them. That's the big thing. No, it, it, I was just saying, like, if you, you you can't use record. You can almost call it a wash here record-wise. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's week five. We're talking a one-game thing here. Um, right now, no, they're not. I mean, if we're talking, like, what are their odds of winning the division? Based on how the Vikings are playing, record, record aside, being a game back, Packers are probably still sitting at 40%.
0: Yeah, somewhere in the thirty to forty percent. Now, if
1: if 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 you flip up the record, I would, I, and it was the Vikings three and two and Packers four and one. I'd say it was, it'd be Vikings forty percent. It's gonna This is going to be a, regardless of of that
0: um of that decisive victory in week one. This is going to be a dogfight to the end between these two teams. It is, and and the Vikings um, being able to pull ahead by that one game is huge. Um, speaking of which, the Vikings next up, they go out and beat the Bears 29-22. 22. Um, this game, I, let me just point out, I, am a little pissed off at the Vikings for allowing the bears to fire Tale them. of
1: two halves.
0: Yeah. 19 points, um, firing back, you know, you, you got them on the ropes. They're down 21 to three. You let them push back 19 points, take a one point lead. And then Kirk cousins, another game winning drive. It's the third one this year. Look, there are a lot of Vikings fans out here that are going, we're 4-1, and guys. Just enjoy the wins. Just enjoy the wins. Hang the banner. Yeah, hang the fucking banner, okay? I I hate so much, and I've said this on this show, I I ranted about this when it came to Lions fans, and I'm going to rant about it when it comes to the Vikings fans. These are the moments where I don't connect with my fellow Vikings fans, where this a win is a win bullshit goes on. A win is a win is the worst fucking mentality I've ever heard. I hate it. The, the Lions, I remember they, the two years that they went to the playoffs, all I heard was, a win is a win, a win is a win. And then they went in there and they got their asses beat. They got hate-fucked by the, the New Orleans Saints in the wild card round and got eliminated. And everybody was going, well, what happened? I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, a win it, is it, a win it, it, matters in one scenario
1: only. And Super that's ball. when you're well, – well, yes. Um. So two scenarios. Um. <laughs> um in the regular season, a win is a win. Does matter when you're playing a team that like you're kind of supposed to lose to, mm. right? Um, like that makes sense. I'm trying to think of it. Well, it's, it's easy for me to use Ravens games. Like the Ravens Bills game. If we win that game, even with how bad the defense got, a win's a win. There, we should have lost if we'd have won. But a win is a win does not count when when you're like the Bills facing facing the frickin' Bears. Like no. You don't you don't get to claim a win as a win on winning by three points. Like you should have decimated this team, yeah. And in fact, you didn't. It says a lot about where you're
0: going. And that's where I'm at. I, I just think that like this Vikings team, I, I think this Vikings team is is a good team. Now here's what I'll say. As far as Donatel goes, Ed Donatel, he's giving up a lot of yardage. But I just want to point out the Vikings haven't given up more than 24 points in a game this year. They have not. And there's it's very bend don't break. Point-wise, the Vikings are holding teams at bay, believe it or not. I, I, I looked it over, and I'm like, oh, okay. So, point-wise, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But as far as, like, allowing teams to move the football and things like that, and it's like you said, Tyler, tail of two halves. Kirk Cousins, look, Kirk Cousins doing Kirk Cousins things. Um, there's a lot of people that are, are breaking down, uh, uh, you know, his, oh, his first half. He went 17 for 17 to start this game. It was something special. A lot of people breaking down the, the passes that he made. And, oh, he was so spectacular. He was spectacular in the first half. Let's be real. Now, in the second half, we also got to say he only had three opportunities, three drives, honestly, to, to make an impression because the Bears controlled the football for a long time in that second half. But I, I look at, at this Vikings team right now, and they've got to have, and, and this weekend might be it. They got to make a statement. There's got to be a statement victory at some point in time, where you fucking blow a team out. For God's sake, blow a team out. Just go out there, and like if it's this week with with Skylar Thompson and the fucking Miami Dolphins, go out there and kick the shit out of them. But you got to do it at some point, some fucking point. Let's do it.
2: I would say either the Dolphins or the Commanders in two weeks, uh, in two or three weeks on November sixth. Yeah, because. They,
0: they got to out there and just beat on somebody. Right? Yep. I, I And that's, I think that would make Vikings fans, because there's a lot of Vikings fans out there like me who are sitting there going, we're barely beating bad teams. Yep. And,
1: cause, and, then, cause right now you're, you're, you're just, you're just playing to move into a playoffs in, w- in which you eventually just get your ass beat by Eagles again.
0: Right. And, and that's
1: as, I, as, as they're currently playing, that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. And I, I just, I said, look, you know, we're going to get up to those good teams and we're going to get our asses pounded and we're going to wonder why. And, and, and so far, minus the Packers, that's, that's exactly what's happened so far. Right. And so I, I believe that the Vikings need to go out and get a statement win. I think Kirk Cousins is getting the hang of this system. But one thing I do want to say to all those Vikings fans out there that, that you know, in Twitter land, which is like the worst place in the world, but it's one of the best places to put your, your opinions out there as far as Vikings football and have them be heard, is you when, when the Vikings went out and got Kevin O'Connell, and when we re-signed Kirk Cousins to that two-year extension, all I heard was about how this was the dawn of a new era in Vikings football, and there's going to be a Super Bowl in the next two years, and how this is all happening, and it's all coming, and it's going to be fucking phenomenal, and, and this new roster, all these roster changes we made, and all these these scheme changes we made are going to be the the catalyst to send us where we needed to go to the promised land. Now, 5 years ago, I was told we were one Kirk Cousins away from a Super Bowl and then that turned out to not be true. Now I'm being told that it was all Mike Zimmer's fault, and he, we're going to go to a Super Bowl and if and if Kevin O'Connell is the answer, great, Kevin O'Connell's the answer. But folks, do not sit here and tell me that we were going to go to a Super Bowl and then renege on it five weeks into the season. You're reneging on it going, oh, well, uh, all right, it end. takes time. It takes time to get into the new system. It takes time to develop. No, it, fuck you. You went and sat there, and, and all you Vikings fans out there said, oh, well, this is, this is what's going to do it. This is the squeaky wheel that needed the grease. And then here we are. Oh, well, it takes time. Don't give me the it-takes-time bullshit. Don't give me that. I don't want that. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit at home and read that bullshit on Twitter. It, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't go back on your word and then claim that. Oh, I knew it was gonna take time the whole time. No, 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 no. You said Super Bowl, and I said Super Bowl, and now you're you're taking your word back. Because so, the problem is, that we're talking about it takes time. But um,
1: when you got – when when they, when you got when not you guys, but when when it was being talked about of when Kirk Cousins was away. You were also in the same breath saying that Adam Thielen is a part of that. Now we're deploying
0: Thielen's damn near retirement age. Right. And and on top of all that, you have guys on contracts that are, you got two years left on them. We don't have it takes time. We got two fucking years. That's what we got. Because, two years. Because JJ's going to get paid. Yeah, and yep. you're not going to be giving Kirk Cousins more than fifty million dollars a year with his new quarterback contracts that are coming out. You're not doing that. I don't give a shit how good he is. You're not giving Kirk Cousins that money at and two years from now he'll be what thirty six. You're not giving him that type of money. And then all and, and, and then all the all the
1: really good defensive players are damn near back end prime now. Yep, we're, we're at a point like um, I know like, like guys like Eric Hendricks like like yeah. He's still very good. Don't get me wrong, but like he won, he's 31 right now. But um, he he's a year away from being from hitting that. Whoop,
0: yeah, hitting the down dip. the mountain. Same with the, you know Harrison Smith. even though Harris- he's played extremely well, Harrison Smith's getting up there. You know the, you're you're in a position where it's win now, and if you don't win now in the next two years, and I said it as soon as that Kurt Cousins contract got signed. You're either winning a Super Bowl in the next two years or you're not. If you're not going to win a Super Bowl in the next two years, what the hell are we talking about? Because – it,
1: and, and I like Harrison Smith as much as you do. Well, maybe not as much as you do because you, you love him. But but we're, we're, we've gone from a point of talking about Harrison Smith being the best safety in football to think, oh, yeah, he's a for sure top 10 best safety in football, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. Having top 10 seasons is phenomenal, but you can already see hi, him beginning his trajectory down the yeah. slope. It's, well, it's not it's not steep yet but all it, it's, it's it's never steep before it gets steep right it, I, I it always just happens
0: yeah I don't I don't like the con- the idea uh, and concept that, that all these people are like well Harrison Smith has lost a step uh, like, he hasn't you know, he hasn't lost his step at all folks <laughs> he, <laughs> he hasn't lost this well
1: well in in terms of the way compared to his like his like 28 year old self sure sure yeah, maybe. but as far as I'm um, being wentworthy what, what 32. Yeah, 33. Um, it it's still, it's being a 33 year old steps, yeah. safety, like yeah. <laughs> how, many, how, how many, how many, how many 33 year old safeties outside of a of a very small few can you say can maintain being a top ten safety in football?
0: Yep, that's that's my thing. I'm uh, people are bitching about Harrison Smith for no reason, So And and oh, by the way, people are bitching about Harrison Smith when Seen hasn't been able to get on the field and oh, by the way, snapped his leg in half and he won't even be back. You remember when people told me that Lewis was going to be a world beater, a world beater. And he was going to be the, the next. Uh, we, we were there during the draft. He said, you could have got him in the second round. Yeah, you could have, you could have gotten him the second round. I just don't understand it. But you remember all, all that. And I hate to be doing a victory lap on a guy snapping his leg in half. But at the same time, <laughs> Like, I, I said, oh, this guy's got injury issues. Oh, you're crazy. Oh, I don't think he should have taken Luis I don't think he's the real deal. Yeah. And then got relegated to special teams and got outplayed by, by fucking, what was it, uh, Josh Metellus. Uh, Sixth round Josh, oh. Josh Metellus. <laughs> and not 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 to rub salt in the wound, because it, it is something that you
1: call that the Vikings should have done, and, and here we are talking about it. I hope you get the reference, but hey, Mr. Hamilton. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I said Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton fell right into our lap. Fucking steal, baby. Yep. Also, uh, on the other side, the Bears, is Justin Fields the worst quarterback in football? Is that yes. a thing? I think yes. he is. It's,
1: he's 31 at best. I, I may he <laughs> could find somebody that's worse, but you have to use some time. You're really um, searching. You're really searching. I'd have to really search. It's,
0: <laughs> it's he, he's, he's definitely bottom of the barrel. Yeah, maybe Baker. we're talking Davis Mills. Maybe we're talking Baker. Baker boy, maybe worse.
2: No, Baker's not worse. No, Baker's uh, like he's Baker's like twenty nine. I mean, he's he's not he's not Baker's not a world beater, but he's no Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think Justin Fields might be the worst quarterback in football. He
2: might Could be, be yeah, these days. Yeah, the old Bustin fields. <laughs>
0: um, next up, we're gonna fly through these scores a little bit quicker here. The the Titans beat the Commanders twenty one seventeen. Derrick Henry finally shows up. Big hey. game. Uh, comes out and does what Derrick Henry does. uh, Beats the brakes off of the Commanders, gets himself a couple of touchdowns. I'm pretty happy with old Derrick Henry these days. Uh, Titans beat the Commanders 21-17. Texans come out and surprise everybody actually a little bit. The Jags lose to them, 13-6. So the, the Texans wind up with their first win of the season. I'm surprised they beat the Jags, and I'm surprised you know, on one end I wanna say I'm surprised that the defense played so well, and then at the same time I go, Man, Lovey Smith is a defensive guy. Uh the Texans, I mean, they're gonna have to find a new quarterback, I think. I don't think Davis is obviously the answer, but they still got their first win and And
1: you know, I'm I'm glad this happened because I was losing my mind. I was getting so sick of like, oh the Jacksonville Jaguars! They're gonna win the division. Like
0: Dabra, shut up! Shut up! And and you know I got I will say the Jags have been much improved. Yes, uh, they their have. Defense right now is, has looked stellar, and actually Trevor Lawrence has looked much better under Doug Peterson. Yeah. I think for the year or two of development under a Doug Peterson system, you might be having a whole different story. I when it agree. Trevor. They Lawrence. they
1: have definitely surprised me as is though.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, they're still sitting. They're still sitting at two and three, so it's not like their season's over.
2: Right. uh they got they got they got a tough sledding uh, against. Well, they do have the Colts uh, today, so let's see let's see uh, if, if they can bounce back. But uh, you know, but right now it's like, hmm, it's, this, it's this a little could, surprising.
0: It could be a win for them. It's a Jonathan Taylorless uh, uh, Colts game, and cook. Matt and a Matt Ryan that's probably going to get the old Yeller treatment year or two or so. Yeah, he's he's getting close. Uh, next up, we got the Saints beating the Seahawks, 39-32. sort of a shootout. The stories of this game, there's two stories. Taysom Hill, uh, out of a tight end position, he had three touchdowns rushing, and then also had a passing touchdown on the day for the Saints. Um, on the other side, Geno Smith having himself a day. Geno Smith having himself a fucking year. Um, both those guys just living their best life right now. Um, and and the the Seahawks are weirdly relevant. I kind of with Geno at the helm. I. It's weird. It's, I don't, it's the NFC. It's
1: yeah. The NFC, and, and the NFC West, for that matter. They may only... Well, the NFC West is not what we thought it was. Um, but it's That'd the NFC. They, they, only, they may only need three more wins to make the playoffs.
0: Maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, next up, we got the Bucs and the Falcons. The Bucs go out and beat the Falcons 21-15. Controversial call for Tom Brady in this game. Um Look, roughing the passer is one of the worst things in football. Um, the way that they they set up those rules, the Aaron Rodgers rule is a goddamn mess, and it shows in this game. And yeah. that's what. They, and that's technically
1: you can't see my air quotes, folks. But yeah. technically, what they what they ruled it on was the freaking uh, body weight thing. I, or uh, they
0: slammed him to the ground. Uh, no. It was. It was a bullshit call. We all know it was a bullshit call. The fact that that uh, those referees called it that way. The, this is one of those things where the referees decided a football game. And yeah. Tyler, I know you and I are of the same mindset as a, you should never leave it in the referees' hands. Same time, come on. This one was just fucking egregious. I mean, there was, there was he could have he could have uh, you know. sat him at a table like a matter D and would have been called for a flag. I mean, (laughs) dude could
2: have put him to bed and tucked him in and kissed him good night. He still would have got the flag.
0: Exactly. I mean, it was, it was nasty. So we got, we got the, uh, the Bucks pulling one out 21, 15 Brady getting away with some very close wins. I was surprised that one was as close as it was. Um, but yeah, the, the bucks pull it out. Next up, we got the jets dominating the dolphins. So yeah, Dolphins don't have Tua. The New, the New York football Jets? What? Dominating 40 to 17. The, the Dolphins, you know, they don't have Tua and then Teddy Bridgewater goes down with a concussion himself. On comes Skylar Thompson, who's set to start this week um, and the Dolphins just couldn't get anything going. I mean, only 17 points against the Jets. The Jets are starting to look like kind of the real deal. Zach Wilson had himself a really good game, but the, the Jets really did have a lot of opportunities to, to put up points, given how anemic the uh, the offense was for the old Dolphins once the quarterbacks went bye bye uh, Zach Wilson looked pretty good. He had 210 yards. He had 109.7 QBR. Not too shabby, but the big story of this game is going to be Brees Hall. Uh, 97 yards rushing. He had a touchdown. He had the, well, 100 yards receiving. I mean... Brees Hall had himself a a wonderful game, and I think, are are we safe? Is it safe to say that Brees Hall's the new starting running back of the New York Jets at this point? Absolutely. Yeah, I I, think
2: so. Yep, they they did a good job picking him up in the draft, and, you know, if he keeps having performances like he's had, you know, who who knows? You know, skies might be the limit for him, and, you know, the J-E-T-S may no longer be a... uh, uh, a thing to mock i mean we th- we we were all calling them dumpster fire and you know it's it's milk, it's milk central with Zach Wilson
1: but i mean but, here, wait a minute they're three and two right now one thing so, to say here and and one end is supposed to be expected because of how many they had but can we can we all be clear jets won the draft oh i yeah. think so oh yeah i mean they got they got Breeze, they got sauce um
2: yeah. you know so i think those those two i think uh are really you know they gotta Phenomenal running back on offense, and they got a great corner on defense.
0: Yep, and they got themselves a great receiver in Garrett Wilson. Right? Yep, and there under, it is. Underutilized by the Jets, but yeah, they they definitely won the draft this year, no doubt about it. Uh, next up, we get the Bills and the Steelers. You know, interesting game. Josh Allen does what Josh Allen does. Just an absolute pounding. Uh, Bills beat him thirty-eight to three. Josh Allen, 424, four touchdowns on the day, a 134.1 QBR. Just unbelievable. Um, And then, actually, you know, Kenny Pickett, even though his his stat line wasn't anything major to write home about for a rookie quarterback, taking on a great defense, uh, 34 for 52, 327. He did have a pick on the day. I can't even say that was a bad thing for him. I mean, taking on the Bills. Yeah, but you know, and you know me, I'm I'm starting
1: rookies early. I'm. If if you're going to pick it um against the Bills probably wouldn't have been my first choice. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was that was a Mike Tomlin. It's like all right, thing. kid, um, you're gonna face one of the best defenses in the last couple of years here. Go have fun. Yeah,
0: he uh, he had himself a rough go, but you know, I think there was some some promise there. And I, I do think Kenny Pickett is gonna develop into a nice quarterback uh, for the Steelers. Mike Tomlin knows how to develop quarterbacks. I think that's where we're headed. And, um,
2: and oddly enough, real quick, I mean, the second half, I mean, there was no scoring. I mean, the third quarter, nobody scored. And the fourth quarter, the Bills only got one touchdown. So all the offense happened in the first half. Yep. So,
0: I mean, is, yeah, that they, typ- they, is, that, they,
2: is that typical for a Bills offense? No, nah, they they hit they, they the brakes.
0: Yeah, they, they probably gave them a little bit of mercy there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's not like they had anything to worry about. <laughs> right, Exactly. Um, now, next up, we got the Patriots. Now, this is a team that had something to worry about. The Lions go out and get a goose egg. The Lions with a goose egg, they lose twenty nine nothing to the Patriots. Um, my gosh! Uh, you know, at what point are uh, one one day Billy Billy Belly's going to be figured out by this Lions team? I I'm I'm sure of it. But the, sure.
1: the wild part here is, um, going into this game. The Lions were the number one offense by a good margin. Yeah, number yep. yep. one <laughs> scoring what? offense. And it's yeah, still third or fourth, I think, but a, a goose egg, here's even the though deal. Pedro's defense is good, a goose egg from the uh, Lions team that's been hot is just, it's just I, I'm shell-shocked. Well, here's the deal.
2: All right, well, The bloom is off the rose as far as Dan Campbell is concerned. Not that he should be fired or anything, but here's the thing. Uh, the honeymoon phase is over, and you're, you're staring down the barrel of one and four at the bye week. And you know you, you you you're teaching this con. You're, you're talking about biting off kneecaps you're talking about you know uh, culture you gotta trust me man you know it's weird having the first practice being pads and you know and jamal williams having an emotional speech on hbo but it's like, hey yeah yeah rah, rah rah but one in four that's what we get out of this and and part of and part of it is due to Dan Campbell's decisions on fourth down. Whether it was the field, the missed field goal against the Vikings, uh, fourth and nine on fourth down, and you miss that, uh, and you don't like use you you don't trust your kicker that you just picked up. You don't punt him to try to make uh, the new guy, uh, whatever his name is, you know. Oh, make him go ninety-five yards, because in the first part of that game we were just a, a point and a half or, or, or a score and a half away from getting the lead back. Then, you know, homeboy starts. okay, hang on a I can start taking some chances. We're like, four, we're like four scores down. And you may have the number one offense in the NFL, but you've got the dirt worst defense in the NFL. I mean, part of it's Aaron Glenn's fault. Part of it is, uh, and part of it is, uh, you know, personnel. We do not have the personnel to support defense. So, you know, Yeah. You can score, you can score thirty-five points and still lose the game. I mean, just ask ask the Seahawks and ask the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, ask Lions
0: in every game this season. Yep, pretty much. I, I think a lot of the the issue when it comes to the Lions is is exactly what you just said that there is no defense on that field. Um, but when it, if you look at the Lions' offense and and what is on the horizon, I, I don't know that Dan Campbell. I mean, we're we're two, not even two years in with his tenure. And you got one of the top offenses in the league. Now, if the Lions in this upcoming offseason, and, and I, I know we're looking way far ahead, you know, in, in the offseason.
2: Which is a shame because, you know, we were talking, oh, we're going to get five or six wins this season. Oh, which, and, again, and I
0: hang the st- fucking band. you
2: still,
1: still will.
0: I think they still get there. But, but I think that once the Lions go out in and on offseason and they address the defensive side of the football, the team's dangerous. You you know, and, and let's also remember, you guys are, are have been trotting a, a gimped out Amon Ra St. Brown out there for three weeks now. You've been, you've got an, uh, uh, you had an injured Jay Hawkinson for a couple of weeks. You, you had uh, injured DeAndre Swift for a couple of weeks. And, and it, it's just been a rough go. I, I think the Lions, once they get all their, and you haven't had Jamison Williams out there, who I think is going to be a complete game changer for I you guys.
1: I, I think Chark missed a week.
0: <clears throat> yep. Park Mr. week. I mean, you're, you're losing all these, these key cogs to your, the offensive side of the football. Uh, the way I see it is, is the Detroit lions. They have a really, really strong offensive nucleus. And I know this, that this, this specific score doesn't showcase that. But what I do know is that the Patriots and bill, bill Belichick always, always had the, the, uh, lions number as far as the defensive side of the football goes. Um, Dan Campbell, he's a great coach. Whether or not people want to admit that, I don't think obviously they're going to get rid of Dan Campbell after this season, no matter how bad it goes. I think it would be an awful mistake to get rid of him before his contract is up. Um, but I, I really do think that the Lions, if they address the defensive side of the football, this is going to be we're going to be having a different discussion around this time next year about how the Lions are something spectacular. But they really do need to address the defensive side of the football.
2: For sure. But one more thing to add, I mean, we are dealing with the Ford family.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, I know, I know they want to, they want to get these exciting players and that's a good thing. And I, there is some really solid defensive prospects that are going to be coming out. And I think people are giving Jared Goff way too much grief. Um, I think people have continued, you know, when Jared Goff plays well, and let's not forget Jared Goff has been a top 10 quarterback this year, whether or not anybody wants to admit it. Um, you know, people, people give the man so much grief when they lose a game and, and, or if he doesn't play well one game, but nobody looks at the fact that this guy's been a top 10 quarterback this season <laughs> and nobody wants to, to say, oh, look at, look at Jared Goff. He's something special. He's a good player. Whether or not people want to admit that, he's a good player. He's a good
2: he, he made it to a Super Bowl for crying out loud. <laughs>
0: he's, a, he's a good quarterback. People have been, have been busting his chops for, for seemingly no reason at all, um, but I, I don't know. I I just I see this team as dangerous as shit in the next couple of years. I, I looked at them as dangerous the, versus the Vikings, and they, they came real close to, to beating the Vikings. I mean, the, the Lions are nothing to sneeze at. Even at 1-4, and four, they're nothing to sneeze at. I think people need to, to understand that and realize that that this team is going to be something uh, to be trifled with in the next uh, in the next few years,
2: yeah. I think they they just need to learn not to shoot themselves in the foot and the kneecaps, right? Because it, it, that's been the story like for years anyway. So, yeah, I, one
1: silver lining to this week, and it get, it it gets ignored because of how bad the offense was, despite how good they've been, is technically speaking, the Patriots game was the best the defense has been all year. Yeah, I mean, technically. They, they, only, they only allowed, they only allowed, they allowed the least amount of yards They allowed the least amount of yards They allowed all season mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it's still, It was still bad But yep. it's an improvement If there's any still line to take
0: It's that The defense is slowly getting better Yeah, I so. agree um, Now next up we got the Chargers and the Browns Chargers beat them 30-28 The Chargers are a quiet 3-2 and two. Let me just make that clear A quiet 3-2 and two. Uh, the Chargers did not start the league year well. They didn't. They didn't get going um, real early, and now here they are at three and two. They narrowly beat a Browns team that has actually been running the football like extremely well. Oddly enough, the Chargers ran the ball extremely well in this game. Austin Eckler uh, just goes off. Man, has himself a hell of a day. Are the Chargers still the team we thought that they were going to be? I think they're a little bit less than what we expected them to be. Would you agree? Yes,
1: but they've been quiet. They're 3-2. and two. I had them kind of be undefeated at this point. So that's, my, that's my Super Bowl pick here. Right. Um, But I, I do still stand by this is not a team you want to get hot. Right. I agree. If they get hot and the players perform, this is a dangerous, dangerous team.
0: Yeah, I think I think Justin Fields, is, or I'm sorry, not Justin Fields, Justin Herbert rather. Um, Herbert is is getting ready to have himself a, a blow up here pretty soon. He's he's getting ready to to start slinging it, and I'm excited. If this team gets hot late, we're going to be talking about the Chargers going into the playoffs and just smashing people. Um,
2: especially if it gets if his ribs get better. I mean, it looks like he's he's projected to have 452 completions uh, out of 680 attempts. Uh, for 5,000 yards um, and I don't uh, I mean or I, I guess it w- I guess it was projected through five weeks uh, but if, if he if he's if he was projected to hit 5,000 yards you know uh, then you know sky's the limit you know plus you're right I mean you know, this, you said you said it when he got drafted and he's gonna have a in Canton one of these days you know I still think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league and you know, he has he has the talent and the potential uh, you know, to, to catapult this team to you know a deep playoff run or even a Super Bowl appearance, who knows?
0: I agree. I and you know what? I, I just want to point out he's doing all this without Keenan Allen on the field currently. That's that's something to, to really think about. He's doing all that without Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is a good receiver. I don't think he's any Keenan Allen, but Mike Williams is is getting some numbers there, and and he's really doing a great job. Justin Herbert is of. of Spreading the ball out and getting the ball to his playmakers, I think that he's doing a fantastic job. Meanwhile, on the Brown side, Jacoby Brissett is trying his damnedest to keep this team alive. Uh, I mean, until Deshaun Watson gets there, and we don't even know what's going to come of uh, Deshaun Watson when he actually gets into town and actually starts going. But I also want to point out Nick Chubb is having himself just career year here. Yep. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I guess you know it's, it starts with the running game. You know, when you have that dual threat of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you know, especially with Kareem Hunt being able to you know, receive the ball just as well as he runs it, you know, they definitely have an offensive threat. But here's a hot take that, um, in my opinion, I don't, I'm not content to entirely sold that the Sean Watson is going to flip this team around. They're probably going to be just as good, if not marginally better than they are now with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, they're two. like, Hey, tell us the difference. Tell us the difference between these two pictures. They're the same picture.
0: Yeah. That's, that's kind of what we're looking at. I saw Deshaun Watson in the preseason and he didn't look very good. Um, and I know Tyler, you drafted Nick Chubb in fantasy and the moment you saw him through the first five weeks, you were just jizzing in your pants. Uh, and and I don't think it's a hot
1: take there, Alex. I I think the thing is, is he's not really played much recently. I, I, I think, uh, Deshaun Watson next season could be a different story, but Deshaun Watson okay. this season I'm not expecting a uh, a world leader.
0: Yeah, we're, we're talking what two
1: years off now at this point, right? It'll, yeah. it'll, by the time he comes back, it'll be it'll be like damn near two years off.
0: Yeah, right. So, well, I mean,
2: I mean, he's, he's having too much fun with those, uh, those, all those massages and paying out money like he's. Like he's <laughs> Like he's on his back child support.
0: Oh. I heard he
1: wants I heard he wants to go to the Giants if they're a video release. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh god.
0: It's so bad. Um, next up, we've got the Niners and the Panthers. Niners beat the Panthers 37-15. Um, Panthers wind up uh getting rid of their head coach after this game. We'll talk about that in a little bit. The 49ers, man, just getting it done. To me, the 49ers' biggest story here. Isn't Debo Samuel? It's not anybody other than Jeff Wilson, dude, and that awesome defense. I think Jeff Wilson has been a godsend. Really, I'm starting to think that Jeff Wilson might be the starter instead of Elijah Mitchell, come you know, even when Mitchell returns off IR. If Wilson keeps on this trajectory, am I wrong? He's, he's playing well, he's playing very well. Seven reset, or seven, car- or 17 carries for 125 yards. He had himself a hell of a game panthers on the other end i mean oh i mean baker mayfield's been a dumpster fire christian mccaffrey's getting chopped around i mean this is just a a wild thing i think the panthers i mean they they were toast i think last week i think their season was just kind of kaput uh they're not going to get better this is an absolute mess the panthers are are just done am i right yep
2: yep bang the gavel and just you know Tank, you know, tank, to tank the season to get a better draft pick because yeah, it, things have not worked out. That it, hey, remember when Baker Mayfield said he was going to screw, he was going to f up the Cleveland Browns in his first game? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but but he wishes he take that back. And
1: yeah. I, I'm I'm going to steal a couple of uh, news articles off your list. Feel free to scratch them off because it just feels like a good time to bring them up. I mean, and here we are. Like we're talking about the season being done. Matt Rule gets fired. Yeah, which is a, a surprise to should be no one.
0: No it's it's not a surprise to me I just I'm fascinated by the amount of, of uh, head coaches that struggle coming out of college because Matt rule was a great head coach in college um, and here he is just struggling away uh, with the Panthers I... and the and the other one and you know what I, I'm sure it's real
1: because the way the league comes down on, on lying about this kind of stuff yeah but doesn't it feel a little convenient that Baker Mayfield's hurt and gonna miss a couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, he's he's listed as doubtful with the ankle injury this week. PJ Walker set to start for the Panthers uh, this upcoming week. Um, I do think it's kind of convenient. I, I like do- it. Just
1: feels like they said, "Hey Baker, we don't want to make media attention by saying we're benching you, but you're going to take a couple weeks off."
0: Yeah, the, he's going to get take
1: your a- head together, and you're, you're, you'll come back and play in a couple weeks. Yeah,
0: and then on top of it, the Panthers. You got a lot of teams that are inquiring about uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they're likely not going to sell uh, by a lot of reports. Yeah, but it won't be low. Yeah, the the Panthers are are gradually falling apart. Really, I to me, to be honest with you, if it was me, I'd be selling Christian McCaffrey if I was a Panther. You need as many draft picks as you can get at this point. I, mean, I agree
1: because you're gonna you're gonna waste his prime.
0: it's gonna, yeah. be, it's gonna be a waste. Get rid of him. You're, you're, the only you're,
1: reason you keep him is for is for jersey and ticket sales at this point. Okay?
0: Yeah, that's that's about it. That's about it. The Panthers are are arguably the worst team in football. I mean, uh, outside of maybe the Bears. And the Bears are still 2-3. I mean, (laughs) he got the... The Bears are
1: at least competing in games.
0: Yeah, the Panthers aren't even competitive. That's that's thing. I think you might wind up seeing... Really, to me, I think you might see the Panthers with the the number one overall pick. Maybe the Texans. I don't think the Commanders will wind up with the number one overall pick. No,
1: Wentz is playing too well. Uh, Well, this Thursday, but that's that's next week.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah, but but Wentz also has the injured hand. But you're going to see uh, some surprising teams in that that top five picks range, where it's like, oh, okay, that's, that didn't expect that. So the Panthers lose one to the Niners. Um, next up, kind of a much closer game than I expected. The Eagles beat the Cardinals twenty to seventeen. The Eagles. So we know the Eagles, or at least it kind of feels like the Eagles are the real deal. Are they coming back down to earth? Are we seeing a Cardinals-type trajectory from last year where they're going to be hot for, like, the first seven games and then just fall off the cliff? I mean, See, I I don't know. I,
1: I don't think I agree because the Eagles, at least they're still playing well. This feels like it was like a uh, resurgence kick-in-the-butt game for the Cardinals more than a than a bad game for the Eagles. Right. Because – uh. Jalen Hurts still still had a decent game. I mean, he didn't have any touches, I don't think, but he had another 60 yards on the ground too. Like, Eagles still played decent football. I think the Cardinals that finally played up to the team that's kind of supposed to be. Sure. You know, you know what? You know what the litmus test
2: is? Sunday night against the Cowboys. It's a division rivalry game. It's uh, you know, it's it's division rivalry game, and you know, it's, it's time for and, and you're going up against the, the, one of the top defenses in the league. You know, put your money where your mouth is. And you're on prime time. You know, we'll we'll have that answer if the Eagles are starting to get clipped, or if it was like, oh, it was just the Cardinals off me. Um and you know so we'll have to find out. You know, I, I think that's a great test to see if we can answer that question. A little too early right now. Let's take a look and see what happens Sunday night.
1: I, I agree, Alex. I I don't think one game against one game that can be considered sorta of bad or a, down, a downward game for the Eagles against a Cardinals team that hasn't played as good as they are. I, I'm not willing to write this as a, as a downward spin yet for the Eagles.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if it's, if it's going to be a doubt. It, it's, it's such a, a tight game <clears throat> versus the, uh, um, versus the Cardinals. Uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised by how tight of a game it was, to be perfectly honest. I. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a if it's a downturn. We're gonna have to see the next couple of weeks, but you might be seeing the Eagles slowing down. I I really do think that the Eagles might slow down a little bit, um and and really deep down, I'm kind of hoping that they do, to be perfectly honest. But uh yeah, the the that Eagles, poor uh, NFC if the Eagles slow down. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. I I want the Eagles to slow down so at least my my boys will have a shot at, at a Super Bowl here at some point. Right. Um and. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, the Eagles are five and zero. Oh, I think they're the last five and zero oh team right now, aren't they? Yes. yep they are, they are the last undefeated. Yep, I, I do believe that they're they're undefeated. So and um, that Texans win
1: um, got rid of. We we no longer have any defeated teams.
2: Yep, yep that's right. Um, yep, there's no there are no winless teams left in the NFL. So, yes, uh, yeah. The last, so uh, we don't have any winless teams. So the only one that's that's yet to drop the L are the eagles and you know tonight's gonna be a tough contest
0: yeah so i mean the, the eagles get this this one and uh, the cardinals i mean they're just biding their time for deandre hopkins to get back aren't they
1: yeah yeah which is
0: after this week yeah and, and i know again tyler just just counting down the days uh fantasy wise i i just know you are you've just been seeing that sspd next to his name and you're just like god damn it i can't <laughs> until it goes away um, next up, we got the Cowboys beating the Rams 22 to 10. Kind of a surprise. Cooper Rush. I know he didn't do dick in this game. He had 102 yards passing, but, uh, kind of a surprise that the Cowboys beat the Rams here. The Rams have just been looking like shit ever mm-hmm. since the Super Bowl. This is not the same Rams team that we saw yeah. last year. <laughs> I,
1: I don't even know who this team is right now. I'm quite yeah. Out.
2: I, I think Stafford's, I think Stafford, uh, you know, brought some of his Lions funk onto this team. Uh, Kevin O'Connell is probably the biggest reason why this offense is the way it is. Um, They're definitely not the world beaters we saw last year. I mean, the defense is probably going to keep them in games, but they also surprisingly have like one. They're probably
0: on the lower end as far as defenses are concerned. Am am I wrong in saying that? No, they're in the 20s as far as defense goes. You know, I, I believe that. I think there's a few things that are affecting this team right now. I think a lot of it, from an offensive standpoint, I think it's it's you're missing guys like Robert Woods, you're missing guys like Odell Beckham. I think there's a, a well, Woods wasn't there last year, so but, but Woods was there the year before and he was really rock solid. Um, but and and Woods Robinson's think, not been the Woods Beckham replacement. No, and that's the point. Is is Allen Robinson just is not the guy that he used to be. Uh, he was decent for a period on the Bears. He was decent for, I, I mean, early well, on. His, he, he was a consistent
1: 1,000-yard receiver, and he's just nowhere near that now.
0: Yeah, he's hes just not that guy. He's aged out almost a little earlier than expected, and then he's hit his decline pretty rapidly, and he's just not the guy. I don't think he's a scheme fit for this Rams team. And, and really, the whole use of Robert Woods on this Rams team for a while was was hand, handoffs out of the backfield and all these different exotic looks. And here we are. Allen Robinson, he's not capable of of those looks anymore. He's not he's not or he's not capable of, of filling that role. I just and Odell was was something really special. He was that added extra weapon that I think everybody knew he was the dangerous player for the Rams and, and they just don't have that. They have Cooper Cup and that's it. And that's everybody else. And actually a guy who's been getting a lot of touches because of the fact that there's no Odell Beckham is Tyler Higby. If you notice, Haguey's a kid have been getting a lot of touches and a lot of love from Stafford. I just think this Rams team, and Alex, to your point, I I do think Kevin O'Connell was a big reason that this Rams offense was something special. Mm -hmm. I I do think Kevin O'Connell was like, you know, kind of the the guy who kind of stirred everything up. And and I don't think Sean McVay knows how to get the running game going. You have a guy like Cam Akers, and, and we'll talk about Cam Akers shortly because he's a shit show. But you've got... This split field there the split back situation between Henderson and Akers for the last 5 weeks that I thought has been a total mess. You can't get Cam Akers going. What what's going on with getting Cam Akers going? Maybe you should have him not splitting carries with Daryl Henderson. I, and and I think Cam Akers is the superior runner. I think we could all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um I just think the Rams don't know what the fuck they're doing uh right I mean, now offensively. It does not help that
2: they that the first couple of games of the season they've been up against some of the top defenses in the league. I mean they were up against the Bills when they got trounced on, on on the season opener. The 49ers, you know, beat them into the ground. The Cowboy and the Cowboys here, you know, again, one of the top defenses. So here's 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 your challenge then this week. You know, you got the you got the crappy Carolina Panthers. All right, let's see some of that pad Stafford magic and see if you could drop 30 on the Carolina Panthers and see if you've come up with a statement with a, with a bulldozing win. Because if it's a close game if 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 Los Angeles even gets out of if they escape uh, the Carolina Panthers this Sunday, I would I'm gonna go ahead and make the bold prediction and say that they are going to miss the playoffs by either going nine and nine and eight or even worse
1: eight and nine. So yeah. I I'm with you on the except the playoff part just because I, I think eight eight wins get you in in the NFC this year. <laughs> um, well, okay, that's fair. But <laughs> if they escape this game, they. If anyone was still holding out hope on, on them being this um, NFC leading team, it's done. No.
2: Yeah, I think you got to, you, you got to bring up this. You got to break up the sledgehammer this week, boys, or it's over.
0: Yeah, they, they need a statement win. I, I'm kind of a, I believe that right now, if, it, if it's me, I like just looking at this Rams team and how lost they've seen ever since they've seemed ever since the Super Bowl. I'm I'm kind of becoming, you know, Randy Quaid in, in major league where it's like, get out the tarps and all this other nonsense, you know. Pad Stafford, you you lousy piece of garbage and all that nonsense. That's kind of where we're at. Um the the Rams, they've they've gotta make a statement win against the Panthers. I don't think this is a situation where you can eke one out. If you're eking out wins against the Panthers in this situation, chances are your season's pretty much done. I I, I think that's where they're headed. So um, that's where the Rams are going. The Cowboys, on the other hand, four and one. They got four wins under Cooper Rush. Teams are kind of, the team is kind of rallying around him. I think Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard have been this great one-two punch for them. Uh, and that defense, man, woo, mm-hmm. that defense has been all coming alive. The the Cowboys taking it to the Rams in this situation. Uh, you gotta love what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, especially in that secondary. Trayvon Diggs, after being a complete shit show last year, even though he had all the interceptions, he gave up a lot of big passes. This year, much better than than what I expected. Not giving up as many big plays, not giving up as as high of a a completion percentage. He's actually been pretty fun to watch.
2: Yep, and uh, don't forget Micah Parsons either. I mean, you know, we're in his, what, second or third year? Second year. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta give credit where credit is due there too. Uh, you know, you don't, you, you lose, uh, you lose Amari Cooper to the Browns, but you still have CeeDee Lamb. You still have, uh, you still have, you know, Dalton Schultz, you know, so you, you gotta, and you still have one of the best guards in football, Zach Martin. So even though he's probably on the, he's probably on the out, I mean, he's what, 32, he's 31 years old. Mm. So, uh, you know, you, you've got the talent, you can make that deep, uh, you can make that deep playoff run. Um, but <laughs> you know, there's always that also, there's also that trope where it's like, Oh, they did great during the regular season and then get aced out in their wild card or the division. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen this year. It's too early to tell, but, uh, they have what it takes to get, to get to the promise. Of
0: yeah. Trayvon Diggs right now, according to Full football focus, he's got a 73.1, uh, coverage grade, which I think is just outstanding. Um, given, you know, their current situation and all the, the past heavy teams that they've been taking on. Cowboys have been something really special. Michael Parsons, like you said, has been a, an absolute terror uh, as far as blitzing. Um, so the Cowboys and, and Dak's going to be coming back next week. We're going to see how Dak Prescott uh, feels after that hand surgery. So it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, next up, Tyler. I know you were shitting your pants for this one on Sunday Night Football. Ravens beat the Bengals 19 to 17. Close game, kind of a boring game on prime time. What do we make of this?
1: Um, see, this is a, this is a, kind of our difference between like the boring game and fun game thing. Um, Thursday, th- this past Thursday night, which I know we'll talk more next week, but was a boring game. Like, this like the, the absolute no scores is a boring game. I I thought the Ravens Bengals game was more of like that that good defense fun kind of game. Yes. Mm-hmm there's still some scoring going on I, I i thought it was a dogfight throughout it was kind of the game i expected it to be sort of a like, body
2: close game
1: yeah it, it was definitely a physical game it, it was a I, I thought it was a good game um, it, it was it was i i didn't expect it to be some two score game on either end of it hmm. and and it came down to <laughs> what we thought it was gonna come down to um J, jt doing jt
0: things oh, god. Justin Tucker and and Tyler starts.
2: (laughs) Hey, he's one of the best kickers in the league, though. I believe he and he has that record. He's I believe he had that 66 yarder against the Lions. God bless it.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I would would say that Justin Tucker is the best kicker in the history of football at this point. Um, I I would go that far. I think he's that good. And I, I, you know, he's obviously got a hell of a leg. Um He's got a ton of game winners. It's typical of, uh, and the Ravens, he's kind of an automatic kicker at this point. You know, he's, he's, yeah. He's, he's north of 90. Yeah, it's, he's, he's an automatic kicker. I mean, you, you wind up, you remember those kickers from the nineties. We always talk about how accurate they were. For, for a long period of time, we talk about the Matt Stovers and the Adam Vinatieri's and the Jason
1: Hanson's, Hansons yep. and Goshkowski and like yeah.
0: And we, we, if talk we about- look at
1: their you look at their numbers and and Tucker's damn near close to having like long, the same kind of longevity as those guys did or at least getting there. But like percentage wise, those guys can't even aren't even close. Like yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I was a, I was a Matt, I was a Matt Stover guy through and through for a very yep, yep. long time. We were tired. <laughs> I, I I was I, I was sad, but. That Stoner mm-hmm. ain't tough.
0: Yeah, and then you look at a lot of the kickers from, from the nineties the and they were more accuracy based and power based, and mm-hmm. and now you got, got, got a
1: guy that has got both.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you got you got all these power kickers these days, these these guys that are belting 50 plus And, and Janikowski started it, but Janikowski had no accuracy. Yeah, there was there was an accuracy issue there. Now we have a situation where these guys are blasting kicks, but there is zero accuracy. <laughs> so I mean it's not very entertaining. There's, I mean, there's a few guys that are kind of, you know, nipping at Tucker's heels. Guys like Harrison Butker, who I think is is tremendous. Ryan Butker's Sucker.
1: good. Um, weirdly yeah, but, enough. Uh, What's <laughs> his dick in Pittsburgh's been been pretty good outside of the first couple years.
0: Yep, Boswell has been pretty good. You know, Dan Carlson's pretty good. You got some decent kickers that are that are playing well, but they're but, still. But,
1: but those guys are kind of in that same category in what in like what your argument was five years ago. Like um, yeah, the the percentage is there, but your longevity's not there, so I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give you the credit yet.
0: Right, right, right. And and that's what we got to see. We got to see that longevity. But Justin Tucker gets it done. The Bengals dropped to two and three. Um, are the Bengals a playoff team at this point, or, or what the fuck are we doing here? It's uh, a
2: little it's a little early to to close the door on Joe Cool and the Bengals, but at the same time, I think Joe I think Joe Burrow is starting to show these mortal. That he is in fact a human being, uh, which you know that may actually not be a bad thing because now it's it's just like Trevor Lawrence. He never lost in college, and Joe Burrow rarely lost in college. I mean, he was this he I mean a uh, Heisman Trophy winner, national championship winner, a uh, first round draft pick, and then and then and then the NFL came by like a Mack truck and said, "Come on, <laughs> it's wake up, bitch!" And there you go. It's like okay, now it's like oh, I just got punched in the mouth. What am I going to do? It's not—it's not to say that you know these, this team can't rebound, but they're having trouble. Um, it's a little early to say that they're out—they're uh, out on their butts. But uh, as far as the Bengals are concerned, I mean, they do have some tough sledding. They got the Saints today. Um, they got—they the, got their division rivals in the Browns. They still got to go through the Steelers again, and they're facing Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs in an AFC Championship rematch on December 4th so and, and of course they got the bills in the second in the second to last game of the season so it's not going to be easy easy money you know we could probably see this team sneak into the wild card round because again parody but um it's a little I mean I would say at this moment in time I would expect uh if it's 17 games it's 11 and 6 or 10 and 7. Yeah
0: I, I think that's 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 fair. It, it really depends on the Bengals' schedule moving forward. I, I think the Bengals...
1: It's, it's relatively easy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we're at a point... Um, Bengals, I, I still didn't make the playoffs, especially with how... We've, we've gone from, like, 12 really good AFC teams to about eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the Bengals still make the playoffs. I do think we're in... I'm trying not to be biased here, but I, I think about the losses that each team have gotten... Ravens' losses, to me, indicate more that, that Ravens are a better football team, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. both their losses are games that they should have won. won. They had no business losing. The, the defense stopped playing.
2: To the to the Dolphins' credit, though, I mean, their offense, you know, Tua and Waddle just
1: lit oh, up. Oh, for sure for, sure. for but, sure. But you're right. I mean, yeah, the it, the, uh, the Ravens' front seven's been atrocious. Mm-hmm. And what's, it, it sucks because the Ravens secondary is still top three in the league. Yeah. Um, But it, it looks like they're the problem, even though know, they're not. You, you can't expect the best corner in football to just run around for 10 seconds. You're, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the, the Bengals are, are kind of on their way uh, into a playoff situation. But I think they're going
1: to they're going to kind of back their way in. Yeah, um, they're, a, they're still going to be a, a, a 10 team, 10 football team. I, I think the trajectory is kind of indicating that they're going to end up being behind the Ravens by a couple of games, though.
0: Yeah, they've they've got a, a sort of an easy schedule coming up. Uh, you know, if you look at the teams they're going to be taking on, obviously today they have the Saints, they got the Falcons, they got a tough one against the Browns, but then they got the Panthers, they've got the Steelers, who they lost to earlier this season, but I think they're moving well now to the point where they can top the Steelers. They got the Titans, who depends on if Derrick Henry shows up, but then their last five games. Are going to be tough. They or last six games: Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. Those are their final six games of the season. And if they can win at least maybe three of those, we might be having a different conversation about the Bengals. They, they got to win two or three of those games. Though, and, and as that,
1: it stands, I I think they beat the Bucks. I think they lose to the Chiefs, Bills, and Ravens.
0: Yeah, they they could beat the Patriots. Um, and I they think they could, beat the Patriots. They're going to. They go, I
1: think they go two and three in that stretch.
0: Yeah, I mean, really well. In those last six games, they they I mean, maybe go two and four. I think it's going to be a tough go. It's going to be interesting to see what what they do and how what they accomplish. But the Bengals uh, go out and and uh, narrowly lose one to the Ravens. And then last but not least, Monday Night Football: Chiefs over Raiders. Very exciting game, 30 to 29. Patty Mahomes doing Patty Mahomes things. Um, th- this was just a fun game to watch. Um, Uh, the, the, I, I really enjoyed this game. I thought it was kind of a silly decision on the end of the Raiders, um, to, or, or, well, there were, there were some silly decisions. They, they tried to go for a two point conversion on, on that final touchdown. And I didn't like that. I know you wanted to go for the win, but it just seemed kind of silly. And I don't know,
2: especially if you can, if, if you can get the game to overtime, yeah, uh, you know at that point or at least you know force all the time then it's like okay yeah that's what you, then then you get a situation where a coin flip decides the game but at least you have a
0: chance yeah that that's know. that's true and I, I just I feel like they the two-point conversion at the end was silly I, it was just a silly yeah.
1: I think they got scared the fact that they were having a hard time stopping the chiefs they're like man if they win the coin toss it's probably gonna yet we just we just need to get it done now
0: yeah right. and uh they, it, it just it turned into a complete mess for them. Uh, the Raiders, uh, when, when we're going to talk about, about this uh, momentarily here or shortly here, but, uh, you know, the Devontae Adams gets pissed, shoves a reporter. I mean, is there, are the Raiders just a fucking mess at this point? I mean, are, I think they're done already. I think their season is, is kaput. It's not looking good. I mean,
1: I, I will say they've probably had the hardest schedule in football. Yeah, yeah, they have played a, a, a ring. I don't think they've had. They've played a team that that was that was even decent to to, to bad. And no, the Cardinals are the worst team they face. faced. It's yeah.
0: it's, been, it's been a complete gauntlet for for the Raiders. Uh, I mean, they they started their season with the Chargers, you know, and then they um they they go up against the Cardinals, which wasn't uh, an easy matchup either. And then they take on the Titans, where Derrick Henry's getting hot, and then you get. Uh, you know they they go up against uh, the Broncos, which they have a red hot defense. But it was the one win they got. Um, and then you know, obviously, week five, you know, they wind up against the Chiefs. And then this upcoming week, who um, do they have this upcoming week?
2: This this week they're on bye, but next oh. week they have the, they have the Houston Texans. Yeah, so and... I mean, finally get a little reprieve, <laughs> next but. You know, it, they, it, this is like this is kind of like this. It's, it's a similar situation to the Detroit. Oh, you know Raiders. what? I was
1: just looking at this. I, I have I actually, me and my dad were just talking about this. I actually have the Raiders winning their next one, two, three, four, five, six straight. Yeah. Mm. And
2: that,
1: so, 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 if, they, so that, they, they, that,
2: they, that's your litmus test, right there. So,
1: if, if if they do that, they're back in the playoffs. Right. Because
2: I, I mean,
0: mean, So they got the seven.
2: And, and the difference between the Raiders and the Lions is the Raiders actually have the personnel to get it done.
0: Yeah. Saints in week eight, Jags in week
1: nine. I Coles, mean, Broncos, Seahawks. Those are all should be Raiders wins.
0: Should yeah, be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If oh. they
1: win one, two, three, four, if they win six straight here, we're talking about them being a threat to the playoffs again.
0: Yeah. So it, that it could get interesting. Um, for the upcoming uh, uh but then again then
1: it then it does get a little tough again yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> we'll see <laughs> so uh that is our scores around the league uh tyler we got uh top 10 coming up top 10 uh, rookies news yeah we got all kinds of stuff uh so we're gonna take a quick breather here and then we're gonna jump right into the top 10 and the Forgetful Five and the rookie rankings and then the news around the league and predictions and all that good stuff. So we'll be right back right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being.
2: Ladies and gentlemen
0: Ladies and gentlemen Are you
2: ready? Are you ready? Get ready, no Get
1: ready And welcome back to Outside Blitz, I'm your host, Tyler Dean! Oh, Oh, wow. With my only co-host, the Cannonball Alex Steele. Hey, hey. Buddy, you joined in the, the bullshit. You're are you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're letting the toxic cancer rub into you here, and letting Scott fuck with you.
0: There was a chorus of booze there. Not, just, <laughs> this, 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 <laughs> not, not only was it just me, you got the, the whole crew. Uh, I'm the fabulous one, Scotty Freestone. I'm with the Cannonball Alex Steele. Um, How you and, doing, and gentlemen? We uh we've got our our top ten. Um, it we're, we're gonna we're gonna call it. I guess we're kind of still calling it this uh our our next edition of Tyler's Top 10 and uh Tyler we I know we we've, we've kind of been mushin our, we've, our uh, Yeah,
1: we've we've changed the format because I I feel like and Alex you, you were more of a listener last season than than an on, on air personality but the rookie rankings, I feel, felt so raw. So it, it felt like a, like a great segment, and it, it, just because like we had like both of our opinions clashing together, and it created this whole list, and I, I feel like it, it went so well that it made sense to do the same, do it the same way for the top ten, the forgetful five.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And we haven't got a chance to really do that for any of them this season because uh, um, the, certain someone's been away. Scott, why are you gone?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, my, my might... uh, now five month old, by the way, the, happy five months to my, my twins. Um, mm-hmm. The the one that's downstairs right now dressed. Look, he looks like he's getting ready to become Captain America. That's with suspenders and all right now. Um, nice. Yeah, he does. He looks like he's about to be wielding a shield. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Th- I, I do agree. I thought the, the rookie rankings was it was a great segment last year. It was a great concept, and we, we decided to just kind of roll with it right into our top ten. And, and, and
1: the, 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 the the big reason was I'm, – I'm sitting here going through it every week. We're, we basically did the top ten, the rookie rankings back-to-back all year. And the top ten and, – and when you were doing the Forgotten Five, I feel like it felt like we were just reading off stats and just, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and I feel it's, it's it's good that it's morphed into this kind of new deal. So, uh, you know, let's see where we, let's see where it takes us.
1: Yes, yeah. for sure. Because then I feel like the rookie rankings had this dynamic that had that forced this back and forth of like us almost kind of like defending certain players. Like there were right. weeks like like me and you were like uh, not at each other's throats, but like, like like very passionate about uh, Creed Humphrey, Jamar Chase, and like mm-hmm. it it felt better to me. It felt like I had the, the segment had more, more energy.
2: Yeah. so <laughs> Some some of the more controversial conversations uh, have probably come up out of that formula. So uh, for better or for worse
1: <laughs> and, 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 and with, with Humphrey and chase is it like, it's like we're arguing over what's better, gold or diamond. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Both for both, both tremendous players in their own right.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Same with Parsons was in that discussion, too, for a while.
1: Yeah, Parsons, very much so. So, we have this week's top ten. Starting with number ten, Cooper Cup, who's been no stranger to this list in this year, last year, years prior. or Not years prior, because he's been kind of mediocre years prior. But last year and this year, Cooper Cup's been a very frequent flyer here. Seven receptions, 125 yards and a touchdown.
0: Yeah, huge game for Cooper Cup. Um, he he just keeps doing his. I mean, he's all they have with the Rams at this point, and yep. and it's just Matt Stafford. Um, and I guess they're you know they're really close buddies, you know, off the field too. So it's Matt Stafford throwing the ball to his buddy, playing catch with his pal. I mean, it's that's basically what it's turned into at this. Point. It's it's
2: it's just it's the Stafford Cup show, you know. Yep. Uh, except it's not as exciting as last season. No, no, we're close.
1: No, we're close. And <laughs> no, yeah. Cup is still having himself an amazing year, but mm-hmm. Stafford. Eh, not so much. Not quite. Yeah,
0: not so much. But not yeah, so Cooper, much. He had, he had a great performance this week. And and he's been, yeah, I feel like he's been on the list week over week over week. He's gonna get his targets. He's gonna get his touches. Stafford's always gonna throw the ball to him on a consistent basis. He's very much a, a um probably I would argue Cooper Cup's probably one of the, the biggest volume based receivers in all of football at this point. Oh yeah, without a doubt. He 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 gets mm-hmm at least 10 catches or between seven to 10 catches a game he's at least getting about 13 targets a game if not more uh he's all Stafford has they need another new re- uh, second receiver over there to compliment him
1: it, Robinson's that, just not it
0: yeah mm-hmm. but the fact that they're still able to scheme him open given the circumstances and given the fact that he's really truly is all they have over there makes Cooper Cup really a, a, an amazing asset they they do need to get him a compliment over there
2: Yep. I mean, he's averaging 12 and a half games, 12 and a half yards uh, over the course of his career. Uh, And uh, it's it's down a little bit to to, to 10.8 for this regular season. So, uh, you know, he's definitely he's definitely on a positive trend. It may not be like a uh, it may not be as steep of a hill as are you uh, you talking yards
1: per reception? Yeah, Yeah,
2: I I believe so. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. That's a weird one just because um different receivers are different types of players. So yards per reception is different because like a slot guy is gonna have a much different average than like your deep threat kind of guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah,
0: I Michael Thomas for a while there. I mean, we everybody made jokes about him running nothing but slants. The guy would get like 150 yards, but then he'd have like 15 receptions. You know, so, I mean,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like like last year, like Mar- Marquise Brown and Andrews. Marquise Brown definitely had a better yards per reception average, but the, you're going to take and, um, Brown over Andrews? Fuck no.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Andrews is Walmart Torrey Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just salty. I don't know. Yeah, admit, just a little. Just a hint. <laughs> I'm just salty. He, he didn't perform way shit. Unbelievable. But number nine. Alvin Kamara, resurfacing after what's been a weird year for him. 194 yards, total yards, and a touchdown.
0: Yeah, Kamara, uh, you know, strange news on him came out this week. He he actually had a uh, lawsuit filed against him over that assault that took place in February. I feel like a lot of things with Alvin Kamara, between his off-the-field stuff, between the injuries, um, you know, he's he's been kind of on and off the field a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, I expected more out of Alvin Kamara at this point. But, um, yeah, I I mean, it's good to see him, like, kind of coming back to form a little bit for the Saints' sake. Um, You know, I I just, I do expect more out of Alvin Kamara. This game, huge game for him. This is the kind of Mm -hmm. performance that we've grown to expect out of him uh, throughout the course of the last several years.
2: He's going up against that Cincinnati defense, though. I mean, which, which is nothing to sniff at. You know, it's def- it's not like on the level of a Dallas or a San Francisco. Right. But you know, if the, if if Cincinnati can stop the run, might be a little bit might be a little bit of an issue with Kamara, But don't forget, he's a dual threat player.
0: That Cincinnati defense really kind of kept him alive in the playoffs last year. Uh, their their run defense hasn't been anything super spectacular this year. Uh, I want to see what Cincinnati can do to kind of slow him down. Uh, He's, uh, and, and we talk about like all they have in certain places, you know, Cincinnati does have Chris Olave who's, who's come alive, but, Saints. or the Saints rather, uh, they have Chris Olave who's come alive, but, but Camara, um, you know, obviously that, that offense sort of runs through Alvin Kamara, <laughs> And so they're going to have to get him involved. They're going to be successful uh throughout the rest of the season. I, I I think teams are going to start queuing in on, on Olave, given the fact that you know, you've got guys like Michael Thomas dealing with injuries. You've got Jarvis Landry dealing with injuries. Uh, th- they're going to have to get Alvin Kamara more involved, and I think you're starting to see that trend right now.
1: Number eight, Brees Hall, 197 yards, total yards, and a touchdown. He's the new number one over there. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. He's, he's really come alive. I, I think we kind of predicted predict that anyway because last season, Michael Carter just wasn't cutting it. We, we yeah, all knew
0: that. I think this is kind of the coming out party for Brees Hall. But at the same time, I think people are, are getting way too excited about it. Here's my thing with Brees Hall, and I, I said it in the offseason, and, and I'll say it now. I did think Brees Hall was going to take over as the number one for the Jets. But Brees Hall uh, took on a Dolphins defense that gave that had was almost forced to give him a lot of opportunities because of the lack of ability at the quarterback position Yes, last week. Skylar Thompson is not a good quarterback. Yeah, he's a third stringer. He's a seventh rounder. We know this. Um, So the Jets were afforded a lot of opportunities. Does that make Brees Hall's uh, performance any less uh, impressive last week? Yeah, maybe a little. I don't believe Brees Hall is the real deal, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. I watched Brees Hall uh, grease some nasty, awful, miserable defenses over in, in college, playing for Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, playing for the Cyclones, I, you know he he yeah. beat some he beat up on some really 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 bad defenses, barely broke a thousand. And then anytime he would take on a good defense, i.e. Notre Dame, he would only put up like fifty yards. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and, and I want to see what happens when he goes and he takes on the Bucks. I want to yeah. see what happens when he goes and takes on the Cowboys. I want to see what happens w- when he goes and takes on the Buffalo Bills. I want to see if Brees Hall can, can stand up against the elite of this league. And I don't think he can. I, mm-hmm. if for his sake, I hope he proves me otherwise proves otherwise, but I think we're, we're getting super excited about Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. and I think you're going to see a mediocre running back kind of a middle of the road guy, but, but regardless, regardless though, um, he did what, what not a
1: lot of players get to say in, in football is they had a near 200 yard performance. Like, yeah. Still battling against pros. It was still a very good performance, but I I, I agree.
0: Yeah. yeah. i see if he can be the real deal.
1: Number seven, Josh Jacobs. Twenty-one carries, 154 yards, and a touchdown.
2: Yep. So when you have when you have a player that uh, basically, you know, helps run the ball all over the place, and then you still lose by one, I mean you're going up against Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. But um, to suffice to say, you know, Jacoby, Jake, uh, uh, not Jacoby, Josh Jacobs is definitely uh, a, a potent uh, component of that offense.
0: Top running back in the league. We, we know that. He's one of the better running backs. He's one, he's, he's, I, I would probably say in the top half of the league um, a little misutilized, I would say recently um, within the last couple of years, I think Jacobs is a really good running back. He, he ran all, mm-hmm. this was like kind of the, one of those games where he kind of reminded folks, hey, I'm still here because his performances haven't been anything to write home about in, in recent memory. Um, still a very good running back. And, and I like I said, misutilized. They didn't, I don't think they exercised his fifth-year option over there with the, the Raiders. Hey, they didn't. They got to do
1: something with him right now.
0: Yeah, I, I think Jacobs, if he leaves this team, he's going to get signed somewhere for big money and he's going to be a star. I think yep. he's a star in this league. <clears throat> Buffalo. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Show Singletary the door.
0: <laughs> yeah. If he goes to Buffalo, uh, that's going to be terrifying. But I think Josh Jacobs is something special. He he kind of reminded folks he's still here, but, you know, again, misutilized with the Raiders' memory. Mm-hmm. So I want to see if they can take They kind of, this kind of reminds them and kind of, you know, gives him that should have had a V8 type situation, whack yep. him in the head and say, start using Josh Jacobs, you know? That's yeah. kind of what we're hoping for. Number six, Nick Chubb.
1: 17 carries, 134 yards and two touchdowns. I feel like he's on
0: this list every week. Mm-hmm. I and do. He's,
2: and, he, and he's going to be. You yeah. know, I, I don't see him hopping off the list anytime soon. You know, he's, he's definitely, you know, again, one of the more dynamic backs in football him and Kareem Hunt are a a, 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 a good tag team. You know, it, it just depends on if, you know, Jacoby and later on Deshaun Watson can tap into that uh, and and make good use of him.
0: He's he's a bulldozer type of running back for a guy yeah. that honestly lacks a little size. I, I didn't realize mm-hmm. how, how small he was comparatively um, it, it, to what you'd expect. You expect him to be built like Jerome Bettis. You don't expect him to be, mm-hmm. you know, as, as uh, kind of, Short and stout as he is. Um,
2: well, the guy, well, the guy can bench press like four, 300, 400 pounds.
0: Right. He's he's like, he's kind of like a, a cannonball, which where he just <laughs> lowers that shoulder and just blast guys. Yeah. You could,
1: you could argue that from a pound for pound standpoint, the way he runs um, North and South, you're, you're talking one of the greatest of all time, pound for pound.
0: Yeah. I, mm. I think that it's, it's terrifying seeing that, that kind of power running at you. Um, you haven't
1: really seen like. Who's the last guy that was like that little, but had such a like a great like power stance? Like,
2: could you could you could you like draw shades to Barry Sanders perhaps? Because Sanders was more of a finesse running back, if if uh, based on just clips that I've seen of him in the past.
0: If being uh, a power back, I would probably say like a Mike Allstott type guy, mm-hmm. where he's really just kind of lowering that shoulder and. Plowing into people. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Right. Well,
2: Adrian, um, Adrian Peterson, perhaps
0: AP Thurman Thomas, somewhere in that in Ray that. Rice. Yeah. Ray yeah. Rice a little bit. I, Ray I,
1: Rice was like, he, he, he got in the receiving game, but he, he was very much a power back. Right. But he was little.
0: Yeah. He wasn't a big dude. It, I, I just, I really think that, that uh, Nick Chubb is something special. He, he's durable enough. I mean, even when he's hurt, he plays hurt and still puts up the numbers. Uh, you gotta love everything that he does over there in Cleveland. I I would hope that Cleveland would would just, you know, keep him for a lifetime. But <laughs> we'll have to see if Nick Chubb goes anywhere else other than Cleveland.
1: Look out! Look out! I I called it in the draft. I go, I go. There's no reason that Nick Chubb should be listed as a second rounder. What are, what are we doing here? Yeah, and mm-hmm.
0: the fact that that he got it picked up in the second round was a steal. Yep. I'll see if Cleveland's gonna gonna retain him for the long term. Number five,
1: Gabe Davis, three receptions, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. It's like a
0: Randy Moss game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what this was. It was the Randy Moss Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys. Yeah, that's just what Gabe Davis did. Three receptions, 173 yards, two touchdowns. It's, a, it's <laughs> insanity. It really is. Um, I think Gabe Davis is kind of becoming the new Tyler Lockett, where he's good for, like, like, Five Mm. games a year where he just blows the fuck up, and then the rest of the year he's just pedestrian. That's kind of where we're headed. Could be
1: worse. You could be DK Metcalf. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
0: He he's strangely in the in the discussion, in spite of just a couple of big games. He's about to have a matchup against the Chiefs, and we all know what happened last year in the playoffs against the Chiefs was with that four touchdown, two hundred yard performance. I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I look at Gabe Davis and I, he's just an anomaly to me at this point. Yeah. yeah
2: it's like it's a, Which version of Gabe Davis are we going to get this week? It's probably a question we're going to be asking almost every week.
0: Yeah. Is it, is it going to be Gabe Davis acting like Randy Moss or is it going to be Gabe Davis acting like Gabe Davis? You know, <laughs> like that's the question of the day.
1: Number four, Taysom Hill, nine carries on 112 yards and Three touchdowns, but we also had one passing touchdown.
0: You stole him from me, you bastard. <laughs> after all that shit talk, after all that shit talk about how you hated Taysom Hill, Tyler goes and picks up Taysom Hill off waivers and steals him right off. I hate him at quarterback. You just hate him in general. Don't lie. <laughs> you don't even like him. I hate him to- hey, I like scrimmage yards more than you do, so you don't fuck <laughs> off. Uh- <laughs> you don't even yep. like the guy. Come on now. You just send him over my way. I'll give you you know brett maher or something
2: brett maher what who <laughs> who
1: <laughs> hey craig's willing to give me kyler murray so uh you gotta do better
2: pass pass he runs he runs on the field like a toddler that stole his parents iphone come on now
0: yeah ew, that's a mess <laughs> but um yeah i, I Taysom hill he, he had himself a hell of a game i think you know it, it, we were joking off the air about how this guy, when his contract does finally come up, it, it, not this year, but the following year, because I think it was a two-year deal he got signed to, um, he's going to wind up asking for that offensive weapon kind of money that Jimmy Graham was asking for all those years ago, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to wind up getting it. We, we've always made jokes about offensive weapon, and like here we are once again in the offensive weapon discussion when it comes to Taysom Hill, and uh, yeah, this that's where I think we're, we're going to be headed here. The guy's a quarterback. <laughs> well, and,
1: and, and that's a question. Can you truthfully pay him more than – I think about what position you got him at, which is tight end. Can you truthfully pay him more than Kelsey and Andrews? No, not, not, not Kelsey.
0: I don't think you can. But And the, Andrews
1: is – at this point, Andrews is more valuable than Kelsey.
0: I, I don't can, but I, I also think that, like, there's going to be a situation where he's going to be asking for offensive weapon money – because, you know, they're, they're going to have to create a whole nother tier because he plays so many different. He's positions.
1: on contract through 25. Yeah. I mean, he's he, so he, he,
0: he's got three more years. Yeah. He plays so many different positions, though. That's the problem is is you just he plays so many different positions. He's, he's a quarterback. He's a running back. He's a tight end. He's a receiver. He's all over the fucking place.
2: Would you say that you, he's a would you say that he's a jack of all trades, master of none? Yes.
0: Yeah, I would. Hmm. I would say that. But, he
1: plays all the positions but he's he's, he's top 10 in none of them. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's
0: utilized properly. Like, he's
1: deployed And like. this isn't me hating on Hill. I just like it we're we're, we're coming off of a very big performance from Taysom Hill. I'm I'm not going to take that take that from him. But mm-hmm. you you humanize that. You take that one performance that was an outlier. He's standard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. If he keeps it up, different conversation.
1: But right now, mm-hmm. you can't put him in the top 15 in any position.
0: Right.
2: I, and I guess the question he has to ask himself is what per, what position would would give me what am I going to be best at, and then just stick with it. But he's thirty two as well. I mean, he's up there. He
1: has a better chance of being paid as a tight end,
2: perhaps, and 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 maybe that's what he needs to focus on.
1: Right, because <laughs> just, just, just
2: don't get traded to so see. He's going to be that's looking for big
1: money die. in the position. You're you're not going to get top ten running back salary. You're not going to get top ten receiver salary. Right. Could you wager top ten tight end salary? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think Hill is going to be his contract is going to be one of those those arguments from the league I think or from the the NFLPA. Um, but here's the thing: if they signed him as a tight end, if like let's, this is how you get disgruntled players. The, the let me just point that out. It's the same thing that happened with Jimmy Graham. This is this is how you get a disgruntled player. You line him up in all these different roles, and then when he says, well. You're going to pay me to line up in all those different roles. You know, Jimmy Graham said, "Oh, you're going to line me up at you. are yeah. It's it's the uh, you, you want me to block like
1: a like a, like a left tackle? You want me to catch like a receiver? We're going to pay me like half of either.
0: Right. And and when when Jimmy Graham, if you remember, receivers get paid more than tight ends per the the NFLPA agreement. So so and that was the big argument here is Jimmy Graham wanted to be paid because he was a tight end. He wanted to get paid like a receiver because they were lining him up at receiver so often. And Jimmy Graham, even though he was, but because he was listed as a tight end on their official roster, the NFL said, nope, you got to pay him like a tight end. So he got paid less money than he should have gotten. And, and that's just kind of how it went. I think we're going to see the same thing here, but this is how you're going to get a disgruntled player. You're going to have Taysom Hill and he's going to be lined up as a tight end. Uh, or they're going to they're going to sign him as a tight end and you know the NFLPA is going to be like well sorry bud and then Taysom is going to be okay you pick me up as a tight end so he's going to want to line up as solely as a tight end Well, he's not it, at all. I don't
1: think I don't think it's going to matter because when his contract ends he's going to be almost 36 years old it's not going to matter are
0: going to maintain him after that if he continues to play at this level at 36 no you can't he,
1: he's going to fall off before his contract ends you think so? He's on contract for three years. He's
0: already thirty-two. the thing about Taysom Hill is, is he's suffered like a handful of injuries, but not like anything like super major to the point where he like broke his leg in half or anything. If and and he's the way he's utilized is he's utilizing these exotic packages where he's not on the field all the time, so his durability is usually never in question. Sure. Do you think Taysom are can, are
1: are you re-signing a thirty-six-year-old receiver tight end for for a good contract?
0: Maybe for two years, I could see.
1: But nothing from no significant dollar amount
0: i don't know about that either it depends on really how they're using him i mean if taysom hill continues to he i think taysom hill could play till he's 40 to be honest with you with the way he's deployed
1: i know know about that that's a bold prediction that's way, very that's bold. very bold
0: and with the way he's used i think taysom hill could play till he's 40 effectively too i think that's bold
2: i'm not gonna yeah i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue it but i mean i, I will i think it's good Right. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I mean was like, Hey, let, let's see what happens. That that's my, that's my take on it. Let's see.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I it's just with the way he's deployed. I, I think he's mm. because he's deployed in, in a, he's almost on like a snap count really mm. because he's on that kind of pitch count. You know, I, I think you can see that.
1: Okay. Number three, Patty Mahomes, 29 for 43, 292 yards in four touchdowns.
0: He's the man. Yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes. That's Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things, and and uh, you know a lot. It, it, Patrick Mahomes is just he's man it, the 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 goofy shit I've seen him do this year on the field as far as like oh little flip passes and I mean like shovel pass yeah I mean, the guy, yeah I, I watched him I watched him extend a play this year for like. 10 seconds in the pocket or getting out of the pocket and scrambling and avoiding the blitz and whatever else, just to shovel pass it to a receiver (laughs) for a touchdown. It's like, what the fuck? I
2: mean, you, you basically have like the mobility of Lamar, the brain of dare I say, a Josh Allen. Uh, and you know, he, he is, you know, your modern, he is the prototype for the modern quarterback in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I I do think that. I think him and Josh Allen that that's yeah. the next, the next Brady versus Manning situation there. Yeah, I believe that. And the fact that they're they're both AFC quarterbacks and they're the top quarterbacks in their conference, yeah, that's that's the next Brady Peyton Manning there. I I think.
1: Especially if they keep meeting each other in the playoffs.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're going to and,
1: and to play. a certain level, Lamar's in that mix too. I think a lot of people forget about after because he got hurt last season, but he's Lamar's also in that mm-hmm. MVP run too. Yeah, he's okay. had a hell of a year. When when he's basically putting up running back numbers as a quarterback, ah. come on now. <laughs> but he's more accurate than 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 Josh Allen. Let's be let's be
0: honest here. Has
1: he been more accurate? Uh it's been it's been marginal. Yeah, um, I was, I
0: wasn't yeah.
1: Sure
0: he's been more accurate. I I haven't looked at the accuracy ratings. I need to
1: look again. But but Josh Allen has still struggled with with accuracy from time to time.
0: Yeah. It. it on occasion, yeah, I, I think. Jo- I mean, his accuracy's been better. It's been much, much better. I mean, it is. Oh, it's
1: it's been. Allen and Lamar both together, both his eight twenty eighteen guys have both gr- drastically improved their accuracy.
0: Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I think I think Alex is yeah. is absolutely.
1: Yeah, Josh Allen's at sixty six. Lamar is at sixty four.
0: I think I think Alex is absolutely correct though, and that that Mahomes is, you know, the, yeah. the he's he's going to wind up being the Tom Brady of this era. Yes, I, I believe
1: mm-hmm. I, I think without without I,
0: a doubt. I think people, that's where people,
2: we're people headed. will start. So, people will start comparing future quarterbacks to Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm.
0: sooner yeah, I, than later I, have, too. I, it, Patrick Mahomes though, he's kind of got that uphill struggle because he's got to go in, and win more Super Bowls if people are going to start considering the goat right. or. whatever. Else. Yeah, the, the, but out. that's
2: but that's that's the beauty of it. That that's the that's what his challenge is. Oh, I got to win more Super Bowls. Some quarterbacks win. just have to win a Super Bowl <laughs> to yep. get to the next yeah. level. So that that's how good Patty Mahomes. Or
1: win is. a game.
2: Win a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Win a game. game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Austin Eckler with 199 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, Eckler had himself. You know, the last two weeks he's had himself some really solid games after kind of a slow start. Um, really a lot of, a lot of rushing yards, a lot of passing yards getting get in the end zone quite a bit. Uh, it, it, he's becoming the, the sort of the favorite weapon over there, um, both running and in the passing game, <clears throat> it, you know, for a while there, I remember we talked about Austin Eckler being sort of a change of pace back and that's what he was good for. And then I, after a while, I happened to notice the, um, average rush yards compared to Melvin Gordon. And realized that Eckler, as a running back, was more effective than Melvin Gordon. Uh, Here we are a few years later, and it looks like I was spot on with that assessment that Austin Mm. Eckler was, in fact, more effective than Melvin Gordon. And uh, Eckler is just, um, he's spectacular. I
2: I haven't seen hide or hair of Melvin Gordon anywhere
0: this year. Melvin Gordon, um, you know, he he's getting ready to to take over well, he has taken over that starting running back role with Javante going down. Yeah, but uh still, I mean, Austin Eckler is the superior running back compared to Melvin Gordon. I think he showed that and that's why he's the starter over there with the, the Chargers these last few years. He's been nothing short of spectacular. Austin Eckler, um, you know, like I said, a few years ago and Tyler kind of nodded and and you know uh, agreement there I, I I remember that discussion vividly of me saying Eckler's got a better average like what why we're mm-hmm.
1: starting and and while eckler's not been phenomenal on the ground eckler is a is is one of the best if not the best uh change of pace back in the league
0: yeah and and he he, he hasn't been horrible on the ground though no he's he hasn't been horrible he hasn't been anything very home about but he hasn't been horrible he's very middle of the road on the ground but the fact that He's kind of that multi-tool weapon, very much an Alvin Kamara type of running back. That's kind of where we're seeing some running backs and and some teams transition their running back position to. Um, and and who knows if if you know the league is going to start transitioning to that style of running back all around? We don't know. But Eckler is um, a special player for, for the uh, uh, for the Chargers. So yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, the the Austin Eckler train is is rolling here, or rolling right along. And number
1: one, Josh Allen, twenty for thirty one, four hundred twenty four yards, four touchdowns and a pick.
0: Yeah, he. he yeah. I mean, it's Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. Uh, four touchdowns, hell of an arm. He's fast. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be. Uh, 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 obviously hitting this list quite often he has hit this list quite often we, i feel like we uh, this is another guy like Nick Chubb where we see him every week same with Patrick Holmes uh, no surprise no surprise he's
2: he's leading the league in uh, yards right now according to espn.com i see 1651 yards for the year uh, and uh, he's you know his stock's just going to keep shooting up <clears throat> you know so uh, you know especially if you take a look at that bill schedule uh, you know they they're one of the top they they are one of the top teams in the league um, and not to say that it's going to be it, 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 it look look for them to eat look for them to look for them to eat these next couple of weeks
0: especially you against know. the chiefs team uh Josh Allen against the chiefs this upcoming week i'm fucking stoked because yep. this is gonna shoot that, out. it's a shootout it's going to be the- another exciting game on prime time
2: yeah, it'll be. It, it, I believe that, that. I believe that is a four twenty five start time on CBS. So like it's not. It's not a prime time game, but it could be one. It could be a sleeper game of the week. Yeah. You know, that that Cowboy, that Cowboys Eagles game is going to be very interesting to see. But but it, it's Bills Chiefs. I mean, you're going to get a lot of eyeballs on that game.
0: Yeah, everybody's going to be watching that one at four twenty five. I don't think that. I mean, other than the fans of the few other games that go on at four twenty five, <laughs> most eyes are going to be on that game. And now, Tyler. We're uh, going to jump into a uh, another wonderful little segment. Um, I look forward to this every week. I know you look forward to it. And and I, I just want to point out the people who suck <laughs> in, <laughs> in this segment, um, you and I were basically lockstep with each other.
1: Yeah, it, it shifted a little bit. Yeah,
0: in- yeah it is it's pretty bad. Um, so... This is our next edition of Braytown's Forgotten Five. And uh, Tyler, the Forgotten Five here, we, like I said, we were lockstep on this. I, I'm looking at my list and your list, and it shifted a, a, a tad, but same players. Same players on this list. Uh, number one uh, Najee Harris, 11 carries for 20 yards. Uh, he had a 1.8 average. That was our number one worst performance of the week. I'm just going to go down the list here. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, Alex, I, that was our worst performance of the week. I know that that really, uh, you know, chapped your ass here as far as fantasy goes, but at least, On your bench last week, huh?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, he was—he was—he was my first-round draft pick, and uh, look what he's become. So <laughs> it's like you know, and, and the and the sad thing is, I might have to sell him low. That's the bad thing. Or I just drop him all together. No, but,
1: don't. No, don't drop him. No, I won't. <laughs> it's don't I mean, sell him low. I I have him in another league. Um, it's too high of a draft pick to, to to you got at this point. His his stock is so low. You, you got you it's too low to trade them now you you, exactly. you got a you muscle through i'm stuck it.
0: with it if you run a, if you wanna you know trade them over my way you're more than welcome. but in my one already, league i'm already giving you the I'm, I'm already giving you you know hawk for christ's sake
2: <laughs> <It's not> veto <laughs> no the hawk the hawk trade went through there
1: was another one that's in the book no, the hawk one's fine it's the other two i don't like
0: yeah no, right. well, <laughs> i hate every other trade they, they get upset about it but um oh. but no like in my, in my one
1: league um I it's, it's only it's three receivers, two running backs. You you must start three receivers. And I have Chubb, Najee and Jacobs. And last week I I, I started Najee for one last hope. And I benched Jacobs. Mm, Ouch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch is right. Uh, number two goes to Cam Akers, our second worst performance of the week. 13 carries, 33 yards, a 2.5 average um yeah cam Akers has been uh dog shit this year sharing carries with uh daryl henderson i don't understand what in the fuck they're doing with the rams these days and they're running attack but cam Akers, 13 carries 33 yards a 2.5 average our third worst performance of the week goes to matt ryan
1: yep no surprise oh, there yep.
0: so you read it down
1: your list then
0: yeah, yeah hang on hang on
1: yeah because the combined list is a little bit different
0: sorry, russ wilson sorry um uh, for yeah. <laughs> 39, 274, two interceptions. Uh Russ Cooking. We we've been mm-hmm. making jokes about Russ Cooking. Um Russ cooking with his his uh spaghetti. hot dogs and ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, you know, spam and potatoes, you know, yeah, insert, in insert crappy food here.
1: And we'll, if, if we can talk about Matt Ryan too, here, then the, the mm. only reason my scoring and being a little bit different is, um, I, I rated him Russell's, uh, completion percentage a little higher. So it, it, it moved him up a little bit.
0: Oh, gotcha. Um, um,
1: but either way, like, no. Same game. I mean, like these two were trash, trash, trash beyond just fucking trash. Yeah,
0: they yep, were the same. absolutely. It, it was basically it was painful. It's like this, is, like Alex was saying earlier. This is the same picture. Like, yeah,
1: it's it, the exact same picture. Yeah. It, it
2: was, it was a dead, it was a dead zebra getting gummed to death like a, by a toothless lion. I've yeah. said that a couple times.
0: Twenty six for forty one, two fifty one, two picks on the date. So that was Matt Ryan, just garbage. Number five, the the and the only reason that he was like the best of the worst mm-hmm. um, it was because he didn't make a mistake. Uh, Cooper rush 10 for 16 for 102 yards. Yeah. He 102 yards, but he didn't throw any interceptions. There were no turnovers. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you can't, you can't completely shit on the guy, but at the same time you can, because he only put up 102 yards.
2: He's no Dak Prescott. We, mm-hmm. We've established that, but in his defense, he's a backup quarterback.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um, and then we transition here now to our rookie rankings. Uh, Tyler, I know you and I have have this is one of your favorite segments of the week. We've slapped our rookie rankings together. Um, we we've got our our you know our outside looking in here, and and I'm just gonna skim through that real quick here. Outside looking in right now, number six you got Romeo Dobbs. He's basically number 16. Uh, 15 you got Martin Emerson. Uh, number four you got Boye Mafe. Uh, number three, Josh Williams. Number two, Kayvon Thibodeau, and number one, Damian Pierce. Uh those are the guys that are on the outside looking in for our uh um- And and what I can say on these is just because uh
1: putting all the all the mixed rankings together, um outside of Pierce and Thibodeau, um the other four are guys that either you really like or I really like. Mm-hmm. It's like so so they just bring them their list down, but Pierce and Thibodeau, we both either had in our ten or very high in the outside looking in, so they're just just barely on the cusp there. Right. Um,
0: uh,
1: he got he got
2: drafted to the. Uh, the oh Giants. no, he he the the Giants. Oh yep. yeah, yes. Right. I thought he got drafted to the Jaguars, but then I remember uh, they actually got that guy from Georgia. So you're
1: thinking right. Tra- you're thinking Trayvon Walker. Yeah.
0: yeah, Trayvon Walker. You're right. So uh, number ten on our, uh, our power rankings for the rookies here. Number 10 goes to Malcolm, on, Malcolm Rodriguez. Uh, You're
1: looking at your list again.
0: I'm looking at mine. I've, see, I've got two lists in front of me. It's just driving <laughs> um, Number 10, I'm just going to minimize that.
1: See, this is why calm, I do this shit.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> calm, the, calm the fuck down. Now, number 10 goes to Jermaine Johnson. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from the New York Jets. Uh, he has a 72.7 PFF grade, uh, 74.6 run defense, the pass rush leaves something to be desired, uh, yielding a 58.8 pass rush grade according to Pro Football Focus. But Jermaine Johnson has been an impact player for the Jets, has he not?
1: Jermaine Johnson's been inc- incredible, I, and I his, his whole thing has kind of caught, I think, most people out of nowhere. I, I don't think anyone really expected him to be just sitting here on our top ten right
0: now. No, I, and you know, I expected him to go first round. I expected him to be a, an impact player for the Jets, but not on this level. I thought he was going to be sort of a developmental project. A lot of people felt that way because he was a late first, if I'm not mistaken, late first, early second, somewhere in there. But um, Jermaine Johnson's a special player, uh, and and a lot of people thought the Vikings were going to pick him up at 14 when when uh, they were selecting. Uh, so they're too busy it, trading. Yeah, they're, you, you, don't you remind me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Jermaine Johnson winds up at number 10. Number nine goes to Malcolm Rodriguez, the linebacker from Detroit. Which uh, is real, really the, the, the,
1: one of the biggest surprises of this list right now. Like, uh, Michael Rodriguez, what is he, a fifth rounder, third rounder?
0: Something like that. He, he was a, a, a day three guy, if I'm not mistaken. But the thing about Rodriguez is he's performing better than Aiden Hutchinson did. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is, than he has. Um, Rodriguez is a special player. He's a great— Sixth head. rounder. Yeah, sixth rounder.
1: Like, even being within the conversation this right now, that, that, that's, that's something special.
0: Yeah, um, his his PFF grade dipped quite a bit after his he had a magnificent first couple of weeks, um, and then his his PFF grade dipped down somewhere into the fifties. Since then, has skyrocketed once again to a sixty eight point six PFF grade, sixty nine point two in run defense, seventy two point one in pass rush. Uh, the guy's something special. His pass rushing off the edge is just he is a disruptive force, and and he hits home on these quarterbacks like I mean. You wouldn't believe. I I think he's a speedster. I think he's something special. I really do like Malcolm Rodriguez a lot. I'm a little jealous that the Lions have him. Um, That is kind of one of those cornerstone pieces that the Lions have been looking for as far as a defensive player goes, um, that they can really build that defense around.
1: 100%. Malcolm Rodriguez has kind of caught the world by storm here, at least a little bit, especially being a sixth-round pick. And Edie falls off this list. I mean, Edie remains like the outside looking in as a sixth round pick being outside looking in the rookie rankings. Holy shit. You got a player. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's, that's a steal. Uh, number eight goes, and this one's you're excited for Tyler, your boy, Kyle Hamilton winds up at number eight, a 70.5 PFF grade 69.6 in coverage, 70.4 in run defense, 64.1 in pass rush. He's one of the most solid, uh, uh, right across the board. Just, Really, just a strong safety, a really, really good player. Uh, he's turning out what really well for the Ravens here. I'm a little jealous because of the Lewisine pick and the fact that this guy fell right into our laps at 14, and we traded out of it. Um, he's obviously shown that he's the better player. Kyle Hamilton, man, what what is your uh, take on this guy?
1: He's been very good up to this point. He's kind of been like the 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 second fiddle because you, we've had him. Um uh, Marcus Williams and uh, uh, shoot, and and Chark has kind of been the starter up to this point, which we thought Hamilton was going to be, which is okay because Chark's a good player. I mean, it's gonna be hard to kind of take that role on, but we're at a point to where Mal- Marcus Williams is gonna miss some time. Yep. So yep. Kyle Hamilton is either going to shoot up to one or shoot off this list.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out.
1: If, we're going to find if, out what kind of player this kid really is. Yeah, for the long. He, He's gonna have to be the starter
0: now. Yep it's it's gonna be make or break time. It's sink or swim, uh, and, and
1: and the role he's been in, I right now I, I retain some optimism. I, I think he's showcased some some talent where he can be a very good safety in this league.
0: His size is the one thing that <clears throat> really mm. stands out. He's a bigger safety, um, almost kind of flirting with linebacker type size. It's, so it's got that Troy Polamalu vibe. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's very Polamalu. Um, so we're going to, we're going to see if, if Which, Ka- it makes
1: sense why they've had, they've had shark and Williams be the two lead safeties and had him kind of be that tight end watcher.
0: Right. And, and it, it fits, it fits as far as, as what his, uh, set is. So I, I do like this a lot. Uh, number seven goes to Jack Jones. Um, the, the corner out of, I believe it's what new England, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, <clears throat> so you had him a little higher on your list. I understand. Yeah. He's at a 90.4. I get it. I had him just on the outside looking in. He's got a very high PFF grade. The kicker is is that every guy on our list, if I'm not mistaken, has played 300-plus snaps. Um, Jones is sort of at a, a, uh, well, I think it's 191 is what he's at. So he's kind of on a limited snap count. He came in. um, We're a couple games in here, so I could see him kind of grazing the bottom of the list for me. Um, You had him skyrocketing right up there. What caught your eye about Jack Jones? I feel like whenever whenever he
1: plays, he, he he's 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 been lights out. I mean, and the the, the grades show it. He, the, he's been he's been incredible every time he's when he does play. But you are right, the snap count is there. But I, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of when he's in the field. Like it's not his fault he's not in the field, so I'm grading right. him for based on what he's what he's been doing. And when he when he's out there, the the dude's an important player to that defense. And I I think that continues to. Increases nap count, he becomes a very important part of this defense.
0: Absolutely, I, I agree, and and I want to see if he can maintain that. Uh, last year, we sort of saw it with uh, the cat from the Raiders. His his name escapes me at the moment, um, <clears throat> but we're we're going to see if if he can continue uh, on this trajectory um, at that position. Number six goes to Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Jacksonville. Uh, right now, he's he's hawking a seventy two PFF grade. His grade did drop a little bit. He had about five missed tackles in that last game, um, so which which damaged his his grading a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, seventy six point four run defense, seventy six point five pass rush, a sixty point six coverage grade. Um, <clears throat> I don't expect the coverage grade to be any spect- anything spectacular for a linebacker, but you know the run defense and the pass rush grades, you know, got to be there. They are there, but that those missed tackles have dropped that PFF grade considerably. Um, throughout, of course, the last several weeks, I think he had himself, a, uh, he's had himself a decent first five weeks of the year. I, I like Devin Lloyd a lot. He's probably the, you know, outside of Malcolm Rodriguez, I think he's the other steel linebacker of this draft here. Uh, wouldn't you At- say?
1: Absolutely. Devin Lloyd. I mean, after week one, he wasn't really much of a, of a, of a threat, but then like week two on the, the dude's been this
0: on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been something. Uh, I, I like him a lot. Uh, next up, we're talking about Mr. Sauce Gardner at number five, a guy that I know Mr. Steele here loves. Sauce Gardner, do you think that he is the second coming of Rivas Island here, uh, Alex?
2: I did mention that before, and I'm going to go ahead and stick to that. I mean, it's, it's interesting. it'll be interesting to see uh, what he's like, but I mean, his his stats don't lie. I mean, you know, he's definitely, this season... You know he's had twenty. You know he's had thirteen solo tackles and then seven assists. He's already got a pick on the year. Um, you know, and, and he's projected to have you know at least three interceptions this year. Um, and you know throughout his career, you know it, it's well career. I mean it's his rookie, but uh, you know you know first you know first pick for the New York Jets. You know, but between him and uh, their new running back, uh, Brees Hall. You know this team is, is stacked and ready to, you know, a team that's long been considered a dumpster fire, and uh, you know, check their record—they're three and two. You know, it's like well, they're in rebuild mode, but they're a winning team.
0: Yeah, Sauce has shown he's he's the the top corner right now out of this draft at, at the current moment. Uh, Jones is kind of nipping at his heels right now. We're going to see if New England can continue to deploy Jones and in, in as effectively as they have, but uh, with Gardner. You know, a lot of people really thought that that uh, Derek Stingley was going to be the real deal and that Derek Stingley was going to be the guy that, that was going to set the world on fire. Um, I started to have questions about Stingley and his durability and, and some of his talents. He got lit up in his last two years, and it turns out that Sauce Gardner has li- lived up to the expectations that he is the better of the two. Um, he's got a, 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 a 68 PFF grade right now. His coverage grade is a 68.4. He's only allowed an 80 QBR. Um, on passes to, uh, thrown his way uh, to start the season, he didn't allow a whole lot of yardage either. He has been something special at that corner position. I really do like uh, um, Sauce Gardner a lot. I think that the Jets found themselves a steal. Uh, he's a special player. He's and I think with a few more years of development, he's going to wind up being like the shutdown corner. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about him for for a long time. He's he's a special player. Uh, Number four goes to Garrett Wilson sticking around with the Jets. Garrett Wilson, man. Uh, I expected him to be the best receiver out of this draft. So far, he's been the – actually, right now, he's uh, uh, either the second or third. I think he's third right now out of this draft. Still a very effective player. 76 PFF grade right now. 76.7 receiving grade. We know he's more of a receptions kind of guy uh, Garrett Wilson, Tyler, I know you are, uh, you were in love with this guy. I was in love with this guy. I still am in love with this guy. What do you think of Garrett Wilson?
1: And he's been a big part of this offense. He's a big reason why this offense is doing, doing stuff that no one predicted they'd be doing. And while we, we, we did say out of the draft that jets were one of the best drafted teams coming out and and, it, and it's showcasing and Garrett, Garrett Wilson is the leading cause here. Yeah. He, um,
0: you know, he, he's had a little a few couple of pedestrian weeks out there. Um, he did have the one big coming-out party, which I thought was something special, and, and that was under, I believe, Joe Flacco was throwing in the ball that game. And it seems like Zach Wilson is kind of, you know, different quarterbacks like different receivers. Zach Wilson loves Elijah Moore, and, um, you know, Joe Flacco loves Garrett Wilson. That's just what it came down to. And uh, Zach Wilson trotted back out of the field, and he's been throwing the ball to Elijah Moore a lot more. Um, And and I would really love to see Wilson get Garrett Wilson involved some more because Garrett Wilson proved his worth under Joe Flacco throwing him the ball. Um, I I think Garrett Wilson kind of projects more on that NFL level with those veteran quarterbacks, if that makes sense. I think he projects better. Uh, I, was, I,
2: was, I was just about to mention something like that. The fact that you have, you know, a former Super Bowl winning quarterback with the Baltimore Ravens, you know, a, guy, a veteran that's been hanging around and knows the talent that Garrett Wilson has, right. you know, you know, that's some knowledge he can pass on to Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what, what needs to happen here. Uh, it's, it's just an interesting situation. I, I think Garrett Wilson needs to get the ball more um, and Zach Wilson needs to make that happen. Uh, nope. Yeah, and,
1: and they're and they're in a good spot with that too. Just, um, Flacco's never been a world beater, but he's always been like a, a middle of the pack type quarterback. And I, I think we'll, there's enough there that we'll, that Zach Wilson can benefit. <laughs> and, and just think
2: I, of the marketing tactic: Wilson to Wilson. <laughs> That's a T-shirt. Did, did Wilson did squared. I would
0: say, did I would just say Joe Flacco's not a world beater.
2: Uh oh! I did. did. Did the world just call Did did the world just fall apart? I've been we saying that for a to... years. Scott is go. holding
0: me to holding me to stuff. I said 10 years ago, uh, gotta, are we, we going to have to start to sprinkling rock salt
2: or what? Yeah,
0: I got to go get some rock salt to sprinkle on all the places. Hell just froze over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's that uh, moving on. We're Jordan Davis. Number three, Tyler and I both love Jordan, big Jordan Davis, the big man, the defensive lineman out of Philadelphia. Um, woo. Golly. Uh, he played in a limited snap, snap count the first couple of weeks, and then since then, Philadelphia has just been like, "Yeah, go throw people." I <laughs> <laughs> think.
2: Do you think he's he's a major part, a major part of the Eagles' success this year? I mean, yes. obviously, obviously we have Jalen Hurts, obviously we have AJ Brown and uh, Devontae Smith behind him, but you know, you know, defense wins championships, like the old saying goes, and. And it sounds like uh, Jordan Davis has been a major part of the Eagles' success this year.
0: Absolutely. Jordan Davis, they've de- been deploying this guy everywhere on their defensive line. 80.5 PFF grade, a 72.4 run defense. And usually for a guy his size, they're utilizing him as a defensive tackle primarily. And defensive tackles aren't really usually pass rushers. They're more of a kind of run stoppers. 73.6 pass rush grade on top of it. I mean, he yeah, is... stud. And- uh, yeah, a stud. He's a monster. And um, he's a um, big boy, two six, six six
2: six 336 pounds. He's a double cheeseburger-eating Oh,
0: kind of cat. yeah. That's a, that's a big boy. That's a lot of man coming at you. I, I love the fact that that Jordan Davis is, is on this list. I think he's a special player. I think the Eagles found themselves a steal um, with him. It, just a, a great selection for them, and he's a huge reason for their defensive success. Uh, number two goes to a guy that had a coming out party a couple of weeks ago. Now he's on the rise even more. Chris Olave, the wide receiver out of New Orleans, um, 79.7 PFF grade, 82.3 receiving grade. I mean, he's just been outstanding. Um, Olave, he's become the the makeshift number one over there. I mean, with all the injuries to Michael Thomas and the injuries to, to Jarvis. Yeah, Clancy. with all the
1: injuries, that he's come out and and and... There's all the injuries in he here, He's taken he's taken over. And says, you know what? I'll I'll carry the ball. And he's carried that freaking ball. Yeah. Is it Michael I, Thomas? No. But with all the injuries this team has had and in the at quarterback, and you, you lost Thomas, you you lost Landry, you lost um Winston. Olave is doing as much as you'd expect any player to do, let alone a freaking rookie. Yeah, and here's and I, here's
0: and here's good. he's doing it without a, a star quarterback.
1: Yes. That's, yeah, that's
0: right. He's doing it with Andy Dalton. We're not. We're not talking about a guy that has Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. We're not talking about even like a Jefferson situation where he's got Kirk Cousins throwing the ball. We're talking about a situation where he has Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton throwing him the football. Yeah, and, and you, think, you got and
2: you got some bad news here. Just an hour ago, he did not clear a concussion protocol, so he's inactive in, in, in Sunday's game against the Bengals. So, do you think that you know maybe maybe the scales might tip a little bit in the Bengals' favor that uh, now that they have this star player uh, sitting on the sidelines for a game? Olave is. Yes, Alave is out.
0: Jeez, Opie. So now they have all three of their star receivers out because <laughs> you got Landry out and you got, uh, and, and that's the, uh, dipping into the news a little bit, but you do have Jarvis Landry out and you do it with an ankle injury and you got Michael Thomas out with a foot injury. And and on top of it, you got Andy Dalton starting. So I don't know who the hell Andy Dalton's going to throw the ball to, but the Saints are in.
1: It's probably good. We're dipping in the news a little bit here and there because um, we've been we've been doing the 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 vet mode today. We have, this is the first three man shows. So we've been like kind of hitting the news as we've been yeah. doing other stuff here. It's
0: been good. It's right. It's all right. We're getting there. We're getting through it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last but not least, number one, he's been sitting up there week over week over week so far, and he's still there. Drake London, the wide receiver out of Atlanta. 81.8 PFF grade, 84.7 receiving grade. Drake London, something special. Um, he, he's a good player. I think it's a little frustrating the way that Atlanta's been a, been deploying him the last couple of weeks. Agreed. Um, a little bit frustrating. His PFF grade did take a little bit of a dip. His receiving grade did take a little bit of a dip. Not a ton. It's just been a, like a little bit. Not, you know, but he's still. Riding high. I think Drake London is a special player. I think with a better quarterback, Drake London could be a special player. I think if Matt Ryan was still in Atlanta, Drake London would be a special player.
1: I have to agree.
0: Yeah. They, they need a a quarterback that can deliver the football. Drake London is more of a red zone threat. He's, he's a possession receiver. He is something special. The Falcons need to figure out how to get that man, the football, and if that if it comes down to them drafting a quarterback, which we could very well see in this year's upcoming draft, especially if you know Bryce Young is there or CJ Stroud's there or whoever winds up, I think Stroud's probably going number one overall. But if one of those guys falls to him, we could be having a completely different discussion here, you know, mm-hmm. about, about Drake London. So uh, and those are our rookie rankings. Now, gentlemen, we got a little bit of news around the league, not a ton. But we do have some news around the league, um, and, and we dipped into a little bit of it.
1: Yep, and- we did, but Tyler,
0: I'm back, and I'm oh, here no. with my
1: breaking news. Uh, we have breaking news. We, have- we do. Damn it. We got breaking news. Let's hit it. want to hit it? Are you yeah. sure? Oh, yeah. Uh, depends on what it is. Let's, well, I'll take that well, chance. <laughs> While I'm getting the rest of it going, let's start with Devontae Adams, because part of this yep. has to do with Devontae Adams. So, Scott, go ahead and let us know about Devontae Adams.
0: Okay, so Devontae Adams, he comes off the field. He uh, shoves a, an NFL employee after his loss to the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. He gets issued a citation for a misdemeanor assault. Um, he's likely to be sued in small claims court. Um, and, and I the league is likely going to, to issue disciplinary action. I'm assuming that's what this is about. But Devontae Adams is in deep doo-doo for shoving that gentleman uh, over during Monday Night Football. He apologized afterwards, but, you know, apologies only go so far in that situation. Uh, Tyler, what do you got for me? The
1: NFL has announced that they will not be doing any legal any action on their end until after all court proceedings have been finished, which his first court date is coming from November 10th. Wow. So we're looking at, we could be looking at a scenario where Devontae Adams doesn't see any real punishment until next season.
0: Yeah and and really for just want to point out for those of you who are shaming this this NFL production employee who is minding his own business a lot of the I saw things such uh, outlandish bullshit on on social media and that's what it was it was bullshit of oh this guy was Side eyeing De- uh, Devante and he purposely jumped in his way and Devante shoved him because it's sure it's their job to be as close as possible to camera.
1: Like It's yeah, not the first time here, guys.
0: Yeah. And and I'm like, no, no, no. The, like the, he would they were over here making it out. Like, like, if you want to see the very definition of victim shaming, like this is what that was. It was obnoxious. Folks, Devante Adams put his hands unlawfully and unwantingly on another person. He assaulted that person, whether you like it or not. And I cannot blame that guy for going out and and filing a claim in small claims court and going out and trying to get the bag. I can't because you just humiliated and embarrassed the man on national television. This is not a situation where where you just, you know, oh, I I just shoved him over and, and everybody's like, oh, well, he's embellishing his injuries. Wouldn't fucking you? I would. That's a six figure payout, motherfucker. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I let's be, say be completely honest. Um, it, in the grand scheme of things, Devontae Adams is the best football, best receiver in football right now, and everything <laughs> encompassing. Sh- sure, Small I I, I put Jefferson above him, but in terms right. of long in terms of longevity, Jefferson doesn't have it. in In the grand scheme of things, career, Devonte Adams has the best career in football right now of all active players. Yeah,
0: overall, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm.
1: So with that being said, you're a fucking role model to this league. Yep. The
0: hell are we doing? Yeah, and and that's another thing. Like, Devontae needs to weigh what am I losing versus what is he losing? What do I stand to lose versus this fucking guy who doesn't make any money? I shove him. I just got signed to this monster deal with the Raiders, and I shove this guy. Dude, if I was that fucking guy, I would be going for the bag too. I mean, Mm. I would. And everybody's make, like making him out to be the bad guy. Oh, he, he went and filed a, 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 a you know claim for misdemeanor assault, and he went and did a police report, and had a hospital visit for his injuries, and all this other stuff. And they're all like, oh, he's such a bad guy for doing that. For fucking what? Agreed. He got shoved by somebody who shouldn't have been shoving him. Period.
2: And yeah. who makes a, and who makes a crap ton of money?
0: Yeah. If that motherfucker shoved me, I would be going after every fucking penny I could get. If I I would be looking to pay off my house. So I yep. can't blame this guy. Devontae
2: Devante can sign has got the money. You know, he's got the endorsement deals. He's got a Taco Bell in his house for Christ's sakes.
0: Yeah. If if Devontae what I would tell what I would say is, okay, Devontae, let's settle out. Pay off my house and we'll call it a day.
1: Done. <laughs> Done.
0: Done. Not bad. That's unbelievable. Uh, also, but you know, we
1: aren't done with breaking news.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, God, we have I got three of them. Oh, Jesus.
1: Andy Dalton is one good performance away from keeping the starting job, regardless of Winston's health.
0: Oh, God.
2: Mm. Uh, well, I guess in his defense, he is uh, the more experienced quarterback. You know, he's had the experience with Dallas, and he's a veteran. But uh, at the same that's... time, oh, what are we doing here?
0: I, I think it's a mess. I, I don't think Andy Dalton should be starting. I mean, I think the Saints should be just trying to get through this season and get ready to draft their quarterback in the future yes, yes. if they're if they really think that Andy Dalton is the future of this football team, I'm gonna no. what the fuck are we doing here?
1: no I mean if, well, if, I think uh, the thing is they, is they know that
0: Winston's not yeah, yeah that
1: that Dalton. that's that's
2: that's that's fair
0: that's
2: fair yeah <laughs> one good performance <laughs> away from getting
1: the starting job though I'm like uh He's, Dalton's not played terribly. He hasn't played. I'm
0: not going to sit here and play. Say he's played great.
1: No, right. but he's probably played better than Winston.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like saying a stab wound's better than a gunshot wound.
1: Yeah, it's, I'm with Alex here. <laughs> Dalton didn't throw three picks in week one.
2: Th- that's true. That's fair. <laughs> that's, and and he and he also didn't you know match his touchdown passes with his interceptions.
1: Yes, also true. <laughs> so. And the last one, which can be a great segue for you, Scott, in a couple of different instances, I'm sure. The Rams have proposed and sent in a rule change to be reviewed. It is a rule submission from the year prior in which they which they have proposed that all personal fouls which would include roughing the passer mm. shall be reviewable.
0: I'm mm. in that 110%. And last year it was voted
1: down 9 to nothing, but I have a feeling after last week there's going to be more of a conversation.
0: Yeah, we, to, you we now have...
1: have three other teams that are backing it.
0: Yeah, we had way too many uh, situations last week where those those calls became like game deciding calls. I understand we don't want to put it in the refs' hands. You and I have had that discussion, and I agree with you. Um, they need to they need to assess that rule, especially with the Tom Brady situation. I, I thought that was that was a big one, egregious. Uh, and and I, you know, uh, there's a lot of folks that were trying to compare that that hit to uh, you know the the Tua hit. And we'll talk about Tua in a moment here. A lot of They were trying to compare it to the Tua hit. And, oh, you, if you were outraged by the Tua hit, but you're not outraged by the Brady hit and whatever. No, no, no. No, no, no. We weren't outraged by the Tua hit. We were outraged by the fact that Tua was on the field in general. Yep. Let me just make that abundantly clear, folks.
2: Yep. The doctor's fucked up that decision.
0: Yeah. Nobody's doctor, over here saying that the Tua hit should have been a penalty. Everybody's just pissed off because Tua shouldn't have been on the fucking field. Yep. <laughs> like, let's just make it, he shouldn't have been out there. Period. Nope. Yep. So so there's that. And uh, speaking of Tua, he did clear concussion protocol. He still will not play versus the Vikings this week. Skylar Thompson is set to make the start, um, even in spite of last week's awful performance. Teddy Bridgewater is also um, on the bench, but he's going to be in a uh, kind of a backup role. I guess they're trying to, and he can come in and play, but but Skylar Thompson. It's the start uh, this upcoming week for the Dolphins. Do you think the Dolphins have a snowball's chance in hell against the Vikings this week? Mm, if they do,
1: the Vikings are not the team we think they
0: are. Bingo. Yeah.
1: The, yep. That's exactly right. Because here's the deal. I mean, the,
2: the, they have. They'll have Jalen Waddle. They'll have the offensive weapons. Really, Minnesota just doesn't. Should don't shoot yourselves in the foot. Okay. And, and don't and don't have you know. And and you know let's not let's hope that Scott doesn't get alcohol poisoning from all the checkdown Charlies we're gonna get from oh, yeah, from, yeah. from Happy Feet Kirk Cousins.
0: Yep. Shot, it, shot for it, each for each checkdown we see.
2: Yep. So if, if any team is gonna beat the Minnesota Vikings this week, it's the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Because if they don't have Tua, uh, the Dolphins don't have Tua. Uh, you know they may have all these offensive weapons, but I mean there's no reason that uh, with the, with the squad that Minnesota has and the role they've been on as of late, they should not. I'm going to say they do have a snowball's chance in hell. Mm-hmm. Caveat, the Vikings can't shoot themselves in the foot this week.
0: Yeah, the Vikings have to, have to maintain control of the situation. Um, the Vikings coming off a really uh, huge game uh, or a, hu- a really awesome victory, sort of, against the, Bi- the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields, <laughs> though, suffers a shoulder injury uh, versus mm-hmm. the Commanders on Thursday night football. And also, Carson Wentz suffers a fractured ring finger in Thursday night football. In the Thursday night football win versus the Bears, he's likely to miss time. Both these quarterbacks getting hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two bad quarterbacks getting injured. Uh, I'm surprised by Wentz playing as bad as he did against the Bears because Wentz started off the season so red hot. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last couple of weeks has just been bad for him. Um, it just,
2: it just goes to show you how atrocious that Thursday night
0: game was the yeah. fact that
2: both quarterbacks got injured and they didn't do anything.
0: Yeah, what? Just bad, just bad. Uh, how bad do you think this affects the commanders, Tyler? Uh,
1: I think it does. They're already struggling this year and, 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 uh, I mean, Wentz has played really well up till Thursday. So I, I, I think this is a kind of move that could move them into being that top five draft pick level team this year.
0: Yeah, he's, um, Went- Wentz looked good for a few weeks there. He's had two really egregiously bad weeks um, in-, in the first five. You know, the- it's a pass-first offense over there with Washington. I was surprised they didn't slice and dice uh, the Bears a lot more than they did. Um, this is really going to affect uh, the commanders not having him in there, um, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I think we're preparing for a- another Taylor Heineke moment, which mm-hmm. Tyler would just vomit on himself. But, um <laughs> There's that.
2: Uh, well, let's put up a shut up time for Taylor. I mean, you know, it's an opportunity to prove the doubters, prove yep. the doubters wrong, or right.
0: But also in in uh, um, uh, also in the the uh, Commanders' land, the, the cornerback William Jackson the third, he wants a fresh start, and he could be dealt ahead of the NFL trade deadline. William Jackson not playing for the Commanders. Uh, you know, what do you guys make of that?
1: It's just, the the never ending list of the commanders is slowly descending into obscurity with the rest of the division doing well. Just it's become it's seeming like it's becoming more, more of a uh, a topic of discussion here where they're they're going to be a bottom feeder team.
0: Yeah, I I think the commanders are are headed toward bottom feeding. Um, you know, I I I don't know, I I. I, I think the Commanders are going to have have a, a rough go if they do deal William Jackson. I think William Jackson is a good corner anywhere he goes. I think he just went to a really bad team and he has been trying to pick up the slack where he can't. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of with you here. I, I think the Commanders are heading toward the bottom feeding situation. Um, elsewhere. Around the league, we have some guys going on IR. 49ers placed defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw on IR due to a knee injury. And they placed corner Emmanuel Mosley on IR due, due to a torn ACL. Tyler, both those players going out for the Niners. What do you make of this? Are, are the Is the Niners defense going to suffer that bad without these guys? I think Kinlaw is a big one.
1: Kinlaw is, the, is definitely the bigger one here. I, I think they're going to feel that one going into this week. I think the Niners' defense is capable of surviving it, but losing Kinlaw is going to be a a massive loss here for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Bosa's already out with a groin injury. Yeah. Um, so you know you you don't have you don't have Nick Bosa, and and now you don't have um, you know the other person. I apologize, but yeah, I mean it's got yeah, Javon Kinlaw. If, uh, those two guys out. You're probably going to be some tough sledding.
0: Yeah, I um. <sighs> I'm I'm with you there. I think they're gonna have a rough go uh, with the 49ers um, moving forward with their defense. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, other guys going on IR this week or being out this week. Fryermouth out for the weekends matchup versus the Bucks. Uh, Pat Fryermouth, the tight end, he's got a concussion. Um, yeah, he's he's gonna be out. I know Alex, you're you're just Sad in the pants not having him, but I'm sure he'll be back next week. But I do think this is a, a tough loss for uh, the Steelers not having him going against the Buccaneers this week.
2: I mean, you need, you need all the offensive weapons you can get. I mean, not to say that, you know, Pratt Fearmouth is a, a high-caliber offensive weapon, but he's still an option. So, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to rely on that running game. And, you know, maybe this, maybe this is an opportunity for Najee Harris to wake up and smell the coffee. But, I mean, based on how he's played so far this year, you know, it's like and, you know, with with um, Kenny Pickett, you know, behind center under center, you know, maybe maybe there's uh, an opportunity to see some growth. But we'll see.
0: Yep. Um, also around the league, big time players getting hurt. Uh, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott currently throwing in practice. He's got a strong possibility of returning versus Detroit next week. Cooper mm-hmm. Rush starts this week versus the Eagles. Uh, Tyler do you think we're we're rushing Dak back a little bit or is are we just trusting the process?
1: <sighs> Man, it's Detroit. <laughs> it, <laughs> they they shouldn't rush him. You're you're winning. There's no reason to rush it right now. Right. Um let Dak get healthy cuz if he's not you're you're going to be the same boat later on and you're you're going to cause your own quarterback controversy for no reason.
2: If you were facing a different team after Sunday night's game, if you if next week you were facing a different team, I would say yes. But
0: you're
2: going against the Detroit Lions.
0: Yeah, I think Cooper Rush <laughs> against Detroit. Uh, that I mean, Cooper Rush put up 102 yards in in a, a game last week. Going up against Detroit, I think you're talking about Cooper Rush putting up 350, right? Yeah,
2: I think that I think that's pretty conservative. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know,
0: at
1: that point, would be like a 450 type of game.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then and then and then he could try to convince Jerry Jones to pay him fifty million. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the problem is if he, if you allow Rush to stay in for the Lions game, if if Dex if Dex ready and he does three fifty, you're, you're, you're kind of creating a controversy for no reason. You're gonna have people mm-hmm. just going off the handle, like just leave Dex in the bench, which we all know is a stupid idea. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you you're gonna
2: need him later on when you're in the playoffs for sure.
0: Yeah, oh, no doubt. Um, around that division, also the Giants play safety Tony Jefferson on injured reserve with a foot injury. Uh, Tyler, I know you know a lot about Tony Jefferson. Um, what's your takeaway here?
1: I, I've always liked Jefferson. I've never had anything against Jefferson. I, I think he's at a point to where age caught up to him sooner than he would have hoped. Yeah, yeah. But he's been a great player. He's he's never had a really bad season. He's right. he's always been solid. I, it's un- It's unfortunate. Um, but I, I think we're at a point to where it's not that big of a loss.
0: It, it, I don't I don't think it is for the Giants. Well, it could be for the Giants because the Giants do need as much help as they can get. True. I think, I think Jefferson, like you said, H kind of caught up with him, but he still plays at a decently high level. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think he he's kind of a, a special piece for any team really. If he plays at safety, he's kind of that veteran role. Very Harrison Smith like, if you will. Um, you know, a a veteran player plays at a, a decently high level, you know, isn't, isn't setting the world ablaze for as a defensive player of the year or anything like that. But, you know, here we are, um, with, with him going on. And, and speaking of, of your Ravens, we have a former Raven. Now we have the current Raven, uh, the edge rusher linebacker, David Ajabo returns to practice from his torn Achilles. He suffered during his pro day. Are you excited? Are you getting a little hot and bothered seeing David Ajabo back on a field here? I I mean, if this is what's
1: happening, I think we can all agree that it's incredible that he's back this soon. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: It's definitely exciting. uh, But at the same time, you know, it's like, okay, I would put on cautious optimism because I mean, you know, he was, he was, you know, he had his performance. I mean, it's a big injury and you know, this isn't college. This is the NFL. You know, it, it's it's much different than, you know, uh, throwing around the Buckeyes, uh, you know, in your Big Ten uh, championship run. This is the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. But at the same time, it's like, all right. Let's, all right, kid, let's see what you're really
1: made of. Yeah. But what I will say, if he plays even at 80 percent of what he's expected to be before the injury, as far as his draft stock is concerned, mm-hmm. be- between him Linderbaum uh-huh. and Kyle Hamilton, we're talking about the Ravens in the same category as the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Or damn near. Brad not Linder. quite because the Jets have like three guys that are top 10 rookies, but right. Linderbaum's not playing bad. And, yeah. and, 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 uh, oh, a Ajabo, if, if he, if he plays at 75%, like we're, we're looking at a, uh, guaranteed starter for this Ravens, uh, pass rush attack that's been abysmal.
0: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly there. That's, yep. So it's um, it's,
2: de- it's definitely a prove it game
0: today. Oh, absolutely. And okay. I don't
1: know. I, I I have to look. I don't even know that he's playing today. I just, I just know he's activated.
0: Like a, turn to the crack. Oh,
1: okay. Well, it's, I mean, still, when 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 and if he
2: does play, it'll be a prove it game.
0: Absolutely. Um. Elsewhere around that division, in, we're talking about improving defenses. Browns activate corner Greedy Williams from the injured reserve list. They they after they placed him there with a hamstring injury earlier this year. How nice it is, would it be. To have Greedy Williams back on the field alongside Denzel Ward for the Browns,
1: That's a big, it's a big up they're going to need, especially if uh, they're going to have high hopes to continue their chances to to stay relevant.
0: No doubt, no yeah. doubt. I, I like Greedy Williams a lot. I think he's a good number two corner. Um, yeah. They and and we thought he was going to be a number one when he got drafted. Uh, now a number two corner, kind of a special player for them, and it's it's good for them to have him back. Their secondary has been a little rough in the Who's last. A-
2: Who's playing? Uh, yep, Matt Jones is still out, so they got they still got the new kid on on the uh, starting for the Patriots today. So yeah, so uh, look look out. I think I think uh, Cleveland might start uh, swinging a hammer today.
0: Yep. Also, uh, Cleveland the Falcons traded the former Pro Bowl linebacker Dion Jones to the Browns for a late round draft swap. I got to be honest with you, I think this is a steal for the Browns here. A late round draft. It swap. is.
1: It, it is. Draft. I don't know what the Falcons are thinking here.
2: Yeah, I it's like you wonder what you wonder why sometimes some teams are at the bottom of the barrel. And sometimes it's not the players, sometimes it's management. It's and, G, it's GM or the owners.
1: And I know hindsight's 2020, but if this now makes it the second time the Falcons have traded a player for far less than they should have. Mm. Regardless oh, yeah. of how bad Matt Ryan's been, they tra- even now they trade him for far less than they should have.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. They got, they got him for a dirt, a, a flat tire and a pair of underwear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and
1: Yeah. They should have gotten a first rounder out of him. And, and in hindsight, Colts a second are, rounder, at least. Yeah. They got like, a, I think a third. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, and yeah, that's a steal. I'm sure the Colts are thinking they're lucky stars. They didn't trade a lot for him, but mm-hmm. hindsight's easy. We mm-hmm. all predicted the Colts win that division when this trade first happened. Yes. Right. It's not kind of fruition. But that doesn't take away from the fact that that they should have traded more for him. The Falcons sure. are just are just giving up players for less than they should be, I, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. I think the GM. I mean, uh,
0: go. on top of it, they're they're taking all these these massive cap hits when they do it. That's yes. the other thing. Yeah,
1: that's the other so they, thing. You, you're position. just you're flushing flushing away was money. Saying first rounder for Matt Ryan
0: because
1: just they're eating so they're eating so much money on Matt Ryan's contract.
0: Yeah, for for this year and next year, they are eating cap, eating that salary cap, just shoveling it in their gullet at this point. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking mess. I'm I'm amazed that they're they're just selling off parts the way that they are. It's just insanity to me. Um, So there's that. Uh, Elsewhere, speaking of guys that are are out right now, you're talking about the Rams running back Cam Akers. He's ruled out versus the Panthers for personal reasons. Daryl Henderson to start. This reeks of Julio Jones. Am I the only one that that am so I the only one that thinks this that, one that, feels
1: different? Because there was latest news saying that Cam Akers has a, has differences and differences with Sean Sean McVay. This feels it, like an argument. Not at first, it felt like more of a, a mental illness thing. This is starting to feel more like a issues with the offense.
0: Well, still, I I think that this personal reasons shit is, is he's going to be gone for a while. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he comes back to the Rams. Daryl Henderson is going to be the starting running back for the LA Rams moving forward. I think Sean McVay got a little salty with Cam Akers not being able to pass protect properly or whatever the case, and, and now he's just being a dick about it. And Cam Akers is like, look, bro, I'm the better running back. And I think everybody knows that Cam Akers is the better running back. I think Cam Akers is the better running back, and I'm sure you feel the same way. But... Sean McVay is not utilizing him in the way that he should be utilized. And it all because he's, he wants to, you know, this is, you know, what this reminds me of It's It's so Mike Zimmer. That's what this mm. is. This is so Mike Zimmer, just punishing him, sticking him in a doghouse unnecessarily. Perhaps
2: and, this is another reason why this team's going south is that, is that Sean McVay's turned into Mike Zimmer.
0: Yeah. He's becoming Mike Zimmer. I, I just, I, I look at this. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's just so confusing. <laughs>
2: You're, you're, um, your, your offense is already tanking. Your season's almost over, you yep. know, compared to the fact that you won a Super Bowl last year. And yep. on top of that, you're pulling this? Uh-oh,
1: SpaghettiOs. Exactly. Well, because here's the thing. So um, in the latest news, which is, I guess, sort of breaking news, but um McVay is saying that he believes that Acres has played his last snap as a Ram. Mm. So this is leading towards an unhappiness thing. And they're saying, poor Rapaport. Mm. Akers' as- athleticism numbers are better now than they were before the injury. Oh right. say that so say that this, again
2: for the people in the back.
1: <laughs> so this is indicating that McVay is just straight up not using him.
0: Yeah, McVay's the
1: problem. Yeah. He's that's that's that, what that, it says that's that's, that's so mind-boggling. It did have if, it, it did have a feel of being a mental illness issue at first, but it is looking to be far from that right now. It's looking to be mm. more of like a this guy
2: a, doesn't a, know a how to run anything this this guy doesn't know how to run an nfl team i mean he's you know
0: yeah. he's sort of falling apart without the offensive coordinator koc to to handle things and kevin o'connell that's what it sounds like to me um all the, uh, in other another news in la right now the chargers wide receiver keenan allen he's unlikely to play versus the broncos on monday night football saying he's trusting the process and his recovery from his hamstring injury so keenan allen is not uh, going to be in the game here. I mean, what do you make of that, Tyler? I mean, is it, do you, I, I think Justin Herbert has enough talent to get it done? Um, I, Well, I, he's
2: I, he's also going up against the Broncos, and we'll let Russ cook. <laughs>
1: yeah, he he does have the talent around him
0: on get another
2: primetime I mean, game for crying out loud. Even, what
1: is this? even? Yeah, even without Allen, you, you you got Mike Williams, you got Eckler, and, and honestly, um, Josh Palmer's been coming out of nowhere. And
0: Dylan Parham, for that matter. Parham, too. Yep. Uh, I, I think, I think really, the, he's got the talent around him, and I think Justin Herbert is talented enough to be able to handle these uh, this situation, especially, I mean, even with a very tough Broncos defense, because yep. the Broncos defense has been very good this year.
2: They have. They're, they're, I believe they're eighth ranked
0: this year. Yes. Um, elsewhere around that division, the Raiders tight end Darren Waller. He exited the Monday night football matchup versus the Chiefs due to a hamstring injury. Um, whether or not he's going to be out, you know, moving forward has yet to be determined, but, uh, it was a nice little hamstring injury. He's, he was out for a while there. Um, mm. but Darren Waller, uh, do you think that the Raiders stand a chance without Darren Waller? Do you think they can dig themselves out of this hole?
1: Mm. Unless they use Josh Jacobs? No, they yep. have the talent to do without Darren Waller. I've, I've never been a big Darren Waller fan. Wow. I'm not gonna yeah. say I hate him. He's been a very good player. I just feel like Darren Waller falls far, not far from the Kittle tree. Yeah.
0: Okay. Injury. Darren Waller's
1: not always available.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we always I, talk about, about availability being, and the- we, we, and Scott, me and you
1: laughed about it in the offseason when, when we saw the, the tight end rankings and, and they still had Kittle and Waller over Andrews, like you're high. Yeah.
0: It was <laughs> nuts.
1: Listening one time when and Andrews has not been available.
0: And that's that's the big thing. Availability is key. That mm-hmm. that's the big thing. So I mean, you know, I want to I want to see if if uh, Waller can get his ass back on the field. Um, continuing on the West Coast there, Seahawks running back Rashad Penny set to miss the rest of the twenty twenty two season due to a fractured fibula. Kenneth Walker to take over the lead back role. Called it.
1: Yep, there you go. Well, uh, yep. you didn't call the injury, but we we called we, the
0: takeover. Yes. Yeah, we called the takeover, but I I don't think Kenneth Walker is going to give it back. If Kenneth Walker mm-hmm. doesn't give this back and he continues and he has that he he maintains that starting role, called it
2: Yep, and uh, it, 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 they're, they certainly have the—he uh, certainly has the opportunity to to do that, and I think he'll he'll pass the flying colors. You know, it, 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 it'll 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 add a little bit of dimension to that that Seahawks offense. You may you may see them sneak into the playoffs. Oh, I mean I, it's, the, no. it's the it's the NFC. Granted, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it is the NFC. So you're, you're, <laughs> the thing is, Geno Smith is playing just like this weirdly good football that I yeah. don't know why. I mean, so I, so, I, so maybe
2: that one game where Russ went down with the hand jam. And then everybody was chanting his name. Maybe that wasn't a fluke. You know, maybe after a couple of years, uh, you uh, maybe after a couple of games and after a couple of months, like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Maybe he was destined for something good.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, here Mm we go. And just a a few more here. The Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers injures his thumb on the final hit of Sunday's loss versus the Giants. Head coach Matt LaFleur said he's not concerned about Aaron Rodgers' status for Sunday versus the Jets. Um, are you concerned about Aaron Rodgers at all and his ability to throw the football in spite of the injury? Or are we just, you know, is he just going to drink some ayahuasca and be good to go?
1: Rodgers in, in injuries past, like if he plays, he's a threat. I I don't view, so I, I if if they're saying Rodgers is playing, I'm, I'm not concerned about Rodgers specifically. I'm just concerned about the, uh the hobos that he, that he calls receivers.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, you know, that, that's, that's a problem with, oh, I have to have receivers I can trust. Um, right. Hello. What, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that?
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Tyler, we were just talking about availability here. Patriots running back, Damian Harris. He's missing several weeks due to a hamstring injury. Ramadre's getting the start, or Stevenson rather getting the start. I like Ramadre Stevenson a lot. I think he's a stud, and I he think he didn't last year. And yeah, and I think that he takes this starting role and doesn't give it back.
2: Well, he, he
1: has. He's, he's already out snapped Harris in every game this year. Yeah,
2: Harris was a was a, was a decent backup, uh, more than a decent backup last year. Uh, so the fact, he's a starter I mean, last year.
1: Uh, uh, he's one. Of, he's one of six thousand yard running backs last season. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it, hurt, it hurts
2: nonetheless to have a, to yep. have Harris on the sidelines now.
1: Yeah. So, well, it at it, it, well, it, it, this point, doesn't hurt. I remember last year, um, Scott um, breathed on my throat that um, Harris was was the better running back than Stevenson, which he probably still is. But mm. New England's doing New England things and saying next man up. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, we're I, changing
0: for no reason. Billy Belly is one of those guys that loves availability, just like I do. So in the, in this situation, when it comes to, uh, the availability situation, that's kind of what we're seeing is, is well, he, just, he isn't
1: like availability. He's he just like, like, I'm going to change running backs because I can.
0: Yeah. I, I think Damian Harris, he has a history of injuries and that's what we're seeing is the history of injuries is kind of caught up to him. And Belichick's like, well, if you're not available, fuck you. I'll go to the guy who is available. And that's Ramadre Stevenson, who hasn't really been hurt that much. And, uh, has, has been way more available than Damian Harris. So, Stevenson is going to be the the guy over well, there. Well, Harris was a rookie last year, wasn't he? Uh, I think he was his second year, if I'm not mistaken. Might have been a rookie. I'm not sure. I think he was his second year, though.
1: But Harris hasn't missed many games. Belichick, in general, just changes players for no fucking reason. Just on a whim. whenever he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: last but not least, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor with an ankle injury. Naheem Hines, concussion. They're both out versus the Jags today. Um, just kills the Colts, right? I mean, just not having those guys on the field. Yeah. I think Deion Jackson is supposed to take over.
2: Dumpster fire. Yeah, Ab- absolute dumpster fire.
0: I think it's a mess.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the Tennessee Titans should run all. The Jaguars should run all over them. You know, yeah, they, they they should. So again, it's like one of those things where it's like you know you need you need to be a steamroller, or we're going to call into question your football
0: acumen. The the Jags are going to go crazy this week. They should. Uh, and uh, next up, we've just got our picks, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I got a-
1: one little fun stat to laugh okay. on. If you guys sure. can laugh on for the day here. Uh, I saw this thing show up on Facebook. Um, since the Giants signed Kenny Galladay to a massive $70 million contract uh-huh. and drafted um, Kadarius Toney, oh, Jesus, their left tackle has more touchdowns than both of them combined. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. It's wow. So, that's obnoxious. <laughs> that is not fucking good for those who know no. <laughs> that just, that just, that,
2: that just, that's just amounts to a colossal
1: waste of money. Yeah. That I, stat. So, so that stat would be bad. If it was about either one of them individually. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> to have your left tackle, have more touchdowns than two of those receivers combined. What?
0: Yeah, Exactly. Um, so let's, uh, let's uh, jump into our predictions for this week. Uh, I've got my, the, the current record for uh, Alex, Andrew, and myself. Uh, right now, Alex, 47, 32, and 1. Andrew, 39, 40, and 1. Myself, 47, 32, and 1. So those are our, our records right now. Um, are we ready to uh, jump into our predictions?
1: We are. Um the current current champ and undefe- undefeated pick artist is sitting here at um forty-nine thirty and one. So it is it is very, very tight. Four
0: forty-nine thirty and one? Yep. Wow.
1: It's Good. close.
0: Yeah. So uh let's uh jump right into it here. These are our predictions for uh week six in the NFL starting with um The Commanders and the Bears, uh, I took the Commanders, Alex took the Commanders, Andrew took the Bears, Tyler, I I took the Commanders, you took the Commanders as well, Uh, we do know the Commanders picked up the W in that game, Um, barely, yeah, barely, next up we got the Vikings and the Dolphins, it looks like uh, Vikings across the board here, Tyler, who do you got,
1: I got the Vikings here.
0: Yeah, I I thought so.
1: I, I
2: picked the Vikings as well, although I'm taking a look at the game cast and it looks like No, uh,
0: Alex, you need to turn
1: off the GameCast. We're doing the scores. Yeah, yeah, I I I, turn, I, I Stop cheating. I will stop cheating.
0: Next up we got the Patriots and the Browns. Uh it looks like Alex uh went went ahead. What? Oh, I'm I'm out of order here. I'm out of order. Oh, you know what? Motherfuckers didn't use Google again. God damn it.
2: (laughs) I used Google. What are you talking about?
0: Okay, here we go. I got it. All right. So we got the Bucks and the Steelers. Alex took the Bucks. Andrew takes the Bucks. I take the Bucks. Tyler, who you got?
1: Bucks. I got Bucks here.
0: The Bucks. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you one little bit. Next up, we've got the uh, Ravens going up against the Giants. It looks like we've got Ravens across the board over here. Tyler, who you got?
1: Well, you know, I'm going to go maybe the J- fucking Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this, no, tr- truthfully, I think this game, and I, I the Giants have been doing pretty well. I'm not going to shit the Giants, but I think this game does bring them back under
0: earth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, next uh, up, uh, oh, go uh, ahead,
2: Al. I was going to say this is a prove-it game for the Giants too, but I, I picked Ravens, but it's a prove-it.
0: Absolutely yeah.
1: a game for the Giants.
0: Uh, next up, we got the Jags and the Colts. Uh, we got Jags across the board, Alex, Andrew, and myself. Tyler, what, what are you looking at?
1: Uh, without JT, I'm taking the Jags.
0: Jags yeah. all day. I agree with you. Um, that, that one is just going to be a, a fun little matchup. Next up, we've got the uh, Patriots taking on the Browns. Um, it looks like we've got Patriots across the board here. Tyler, what are you looking at?
1: I... Uh, I'm taking the rounds here. Oh,
0: yeah. look at Tyler. Look at Tyler getting all crazy. Um, that, that, yeah, I could see that with the running attack. It
1: should be a good game. I think Chubb's going to light them up.
0: Yeah. It's I mean. it's pretty wild. Next up the Bengals taking on the saints. Uh, we've got Bengals for me. We got Bengals for Andrew. We got Bengals for Alex. What do you got? Tyler
1: Bengals hard here.
0: Bengals. Yeah, Bengals across the board. The, a lot of these games I'm noticing, by the way, are almost kind of obvious choices. Uh, most of them. Most, most of them. them. Yeah, mo- most of them. On are. paper, on paper. Yep. yep. Next up, we got... Unless you the take the Bears. 49ers and the Falcons. Uh, I, I went with the Niners. It looks like everybody else went with the Niners.
1: Yep, going Niners here hard.
0: With the Niners, yeah, I, I figured as much. Um, Falcons are, are decent, but not horrible, uh, or decent, but not, not great. Rather. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. Next up, we got the Packers, uh, going up against the Jets. Uh, we got Packers across the board over here. Yep. Yep. I
1: am with the Packers here.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I do have the Jets haven't been a better game than, than people thought was going to be in August. No, oh, yeah, yeah. We, if
2: if we were if we were talking in August, we'd say that the Jets were going to get blown out. But this is going to be closer. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Next up, we're talking about Rams taking on the Panthers. We got Rams across the board.
2: Rams, they got, they got to do it.
0: Got, got to, to do it, do it. and got hard. Got to take that one, especially against the Panthers team with a new head coach and PJ, uh, PJ PJ Walker. Yeah, I'm I'm it, good on that. If that's
2: if that's a close game, your season's
0: over. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Next up, we got Cardinals and the Seahawks. We have got Cardinals across the board over here.
2: Yep, I think. Yep, I think that's going to be a closer game than people expect. But uh, I think the Car- I think uh, Kyler Murray, you know,
1: uh, despite his stature, will uh, will sa- will save the day here.
0: He'll, he'll stand tall.
1: You no, know, we, <laughs> we joke about this, Alex, but you y- you do know that Russell's only an inch shorter, right? <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. R- Russell's a- Russell's an inch shorter than Kyler Murray. Or in- or-, or Russell's only an inch taller but uh, right, yeah like, and breeze yeah. is like oh, like only oh, like an inch and a half taller like yeah. we shit we sh- we shit on him because he happens to be the shortest but it's but, not by that much yeah it's not that, that much
0: but, well, but i our, i do
1: have the cards
0: okay good you're you're going with webster there uh next up we've got the bills and the chiefs um we got bills across the board over here i have a i bills. got bills too you got bills i was i'm surprised i thought you were going to go
1: wild and go chiefs well, oh. it's, I'm I'm going with the, I'm I'm basically calling the offensive of Washingtons and, and going with better defense.
0: Yeah, I, hey, yeah. I appreciate that. I can appreciate that move. Next That's up, true. we got the Cowboys and the Eagles. We got Eagles across the board for Eagles, Alex Eagles My hard Eagles for Tyler as well.
2: Yeah, it's but yeah, we'll see we'll see how that uh we'll see how they can deal with that Cowboys defense. But I think the Eagles will still be undefeated.
0: Yep, and then next up, last but not least, we got Broncos and the Chargers. We got Chargers across the board and hard Chargers, hard
2: Chargers. Uh, hard. The Broncos, you know they have they have a good defense, but the offense will not be able to keep
1: up. Yeah, the Chargers will win this game, even if they win in the game with a heavy buzz.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, pour yourself a mega pint. Uh, <laughs> it's about to be football time. So, folks, uh, that's our show. Those are our, our predictions um around the league here uh we we got it's football sunday very excited we're gonna have ourselves a good time um you know uh, we got to give a quick shout out to all of our sponsors oh uh first of all it's your time massage man is a wonderful massage therapist get yourself a massage at iytmassage.com to schedule or you can uh check her out at it's your time massage on facebook also a quick shout out to face kicked apparel Sean Stockmeyer is a wonderful uh, uh, custom shirt guy, custom clothing. He, You pick it, he sticks it. Shirts, hats, um, hoodies, pants, you name it. You pick it, he sticks it over at apparel.com. Also want to give two quick shout-outs to Alex, your gaming channel over there at Condor's Gaming Corner, and our boy Will over at Big Willie Dubs Gaming. Uh, we know that you guys are are working hard getting that voice acting stuff going over there at Condor's Gaming Corner. I know you guys are jamming that. I jump on there every now and then and make lewd comments. That's, yes. a, that's it's, a lot of fun. It's,
2: it's good, it's good stuff. Yeah, honestly.
0: It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, um and those are our folks over there. Oh, also real quick, uh, Patch Miracle Photography. Gotta give yes. a shot over there. Um those guys are awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Andy and Chantel, they're wonderful photographers. I would uh, definitely recommend, uh, you know, checking them out if you're looking for any wedding photos. If you're looking to do a uh, boudoir shoot for your special somebody, anything of the sort, uh, they do. They do, you know, uh, uh, graduation pictures. They do uh, uh, any type of special portraits. You you name it, they they can uh, do it. So check them out at Patch Miracle Photography. And uh, folks, that's our show. Uh, it's football Sunday. Hope everybody has themselves a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Um, and uh, the Silver Fox just walked in, which I'm super excited about. So, uh, hey, how you doing? How you doing, old timer? Doing well. Yeah, yeah the Silver <laughs> Fox is here. So, um, folks, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time for Tyler and Alex, I and myself. We'll see you next time right here on the Outside Blitz. Join us soon on The Outside Blitz, and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash The Outside
2: Blitz, and feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com.